Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit There ain't be a story. No, if she's 60 showing her titties, there's no problem. Yeah, let's go. The bigger problem is that she's Madonna and she's showing her titties at 60. Like, I mean, a 60-year-old who, like I said, that does security down at Walmart or, you know, works for Target or, or anywhere else that decides, hey, you know, I want some attention. That's one thing. But you're Madonna. Like, you have a name. You have a legacy. You have children that are now trying to build a legacy. And at 60, you're trying to get attention by showing your titties on, on Instagram. Like, that's... So you just like free the nip, huh? Like, doesn't I won't matter listen. To you like that's no, that's VP. VP. Like, like it just yeah. doesn't matter. Just liberation, just right. just free the nip. So you I'm, should just I'm, be able to just show your nuts anytime you want. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. So that. what are we saying? What I'm saying is that it seems like what the problem is is that she's sixty and know? she's showing her titties. That's the problem. Saying, so what? You know what I mean? Like, like who cares? So like, okay, again, you don't like sixty-year-old titties. Don't look at McDonald's. Oh, uh, no, 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 don't show your six-year-old titties. Don't right. your titties. Remember, your titties. see, that's the problem. You do half listening. Half of your listening is hearing 60. The other half is missing the fact that it's 60-year-old Madonna with a legacy. No, no, no. I, I, I caught all that, right? But but my, where where I'm coming at it from is that I think what the base issue is, is the fact that she's 60. And then the whole you're a Madonna, you have a legacy. No, that's you're that's why we it. Yeah, that's why that that's why we don't pay you to think. Put over it. It's not the whole the whole reason Steve is saying she's batshit crazy is because yes, 60 is a part yeah, of the rule. No, that's literally no, what I he did said. say that. I did say that. I'm saying you're missing it. He yeah. literally said the reason she's crazy is because he feels she that's not even my thought. He feels that because she's 60 and who she is, that she's doing these antics of showing her ass, you know, being under the bed and now showing the titties is that she thinks she has to get attention when she's a megastar. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. bruh, you're you're 40, 50 years removed from being a megastar. Just let it go. Like, you know what I mean? But the fact that she thinks she has to do these things is why she's batshit crazy to Steve. My thing is we're in a society now where people like her in that position you're just showing your titties as if that's just cool like and we're just supposed to ex- accept that well because yeah, the world are. The, the, we're in a, supposed to accept it because no, you, you, you have the it's not it's not your choice whether or not she does it no but we're in we're in a society where people are are making other individuals feel like you have like this is acceptable like it's it's not like you're 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 a person of interest you're a person that that can you know, shape from what she says, she shaped the careers of others. Mm-hmm. There's little girls out there that may want to be Madonna when they grow up. And and you're on Instagram showing your titties like that's not that's like it's not right, man. Listen, I, I love a good pair of titties. And let me tell you, Madonna's titties at 60 look great, but she also probably had tons of work done. JLo goes out and puts her titties out. It would be the same thing. Would I like to see it? Sure. 
but it, it's something that doesn't have to be done is what I'm saying. To you. No, to anyone. To anyone. I don't, I don't think it's to anyone because I'm I, I obviously am I'm disagreeing here. So, so you feel there's an absolute need for Madonna to put her titties out I on Instagram? I didn't say that That's what I said. Need. No, no. There, I, I'm not saying that there's a need. Need is, is, is irrelevant. The point is, is that we live in a free society. She decided mm-hmm. to post her shit on Instagram. And if people don't like it, they can unfollow her. They can unsubscribe and they don't have to look. But you're but missing, the, you're missing the, the same, point. We're in, in none, the neither token, one of us said that she, she though, shouldn't. Right? But in the same breath, though, right? We can't have it both ways. You can say free society, Madonna can do what she wants. But when Kanye fucking says something and you get mad because you say it's irresponsible, it's the same fucking thing. Like you can't have it both ways. It is. It is. It isn't to you, but it is to Steve. So it is to somebody. Here's the same thing. Here's the difference between Madonna and Kanye. Right? Kanye says what he says. I vehemently disagree with it. Right? Then, because of what Kanye says, results in in consequences from the business community. What happened? No, 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 no. Let's talk about when you said. Kanye, what he says is dangerous and it influences people. And he shouldn't say it. Let's not talk about the business community. Let's okay. talk about the influence it has on the people that you said it has. Because right. Steve's point is, when Madonna goes out there and shows her titties, he's saying that it has a, it could have a negative impact on some little girl who believes she needs to show her titties to get attention, which is mm-hmm. a negative aspect of her actions. Kanye, and you're saying free thought, free spirit. Kanye says something that you deem dangerous. Mm-hmm. I didn't deem it dangerous because I didn't take it that way, but you did. You okay. can't have it both ways. You can't okay, say so Madonna could do what she wants, but Kanye can't. Okay, I got you. So, I'm having it both ways with Madonna, but you guys aren't having it both ways with Kanye. Is that what I'm hearing? We always, we actually always do. We don't, we don't agree with what Kanye says 80% of the time, but what we're saying is he says it. There's some truth to things that he does say, and then we allow him to get his shit off. What I'm saying to you is, you you die on this hill where you like if it's against what Vari believes, I don't fuck with it. <clears throat> but when it's aligned with what you fuck with, you think it's okay. What Steve's saying is, what Madonna is doing is dangerous to somebody out there because it could be influential in a negative way. You're like, fuck it, it's free thought. When Kanye does it. Oh, this is dangerous. This is inflammatory. This is bad. Woo, woo, woo. You can't have it both ways. We're in a society where we live, we live in a society where free the nipple, but don't do this. Motherfuckers like to do what they want to do as long as it aligns with them. And that's why I say we're always going to be at this problem in this nation because we only fuck with what we want to fuck with and we don't want to see the other side. And I like to think me and Steve are very middle of the road of shit, even though we don't agree in a lot of things. We're very middle of the road. Like even when even when we even when we say even when we say we don't fuck with something, we say fuck it. It is what it is. We don't fuck with it, but it is what it is. You like Kanye shouldn't say nothing. He's inflammatory. He's dangerous. But Madonna can show it. You did. You did say that in past. I never said he shouldn't say anything. I never said he should. Come on now. That sounds ridiculous. Okay. Well, you. you Yeah, but what you said is that he should go up there and be like, "Oh, women get free rights, and he should never mention Jewish people ever in life." No I've matter what that. he says. I've Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's the 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 key here is you don't have to agree with 
one specific thing that someone says or does. But in doing so, that doesn't mean that, and this is for all of us, that we should immediately just dismiss everything that they have to say and immediately say whatever they're saying is batshit crazy and there's no um, there's no value to it and there's no truth to it, right? And I think that's the difference between what EJ's saying. Middle of the road is a little tough on everything because I can't say that I'm middle of the road on everything, but I give, every, I give everyone a fair chance, which is, which is what you don't do. Right. No, so you you look at Kanye, you look at Kanye before all the Jewish stuff, all the, you know, anti-Semite stuff. And you're like, I hate this guy because he says black people, you know, chose slavery. I agree. That was a horrible line. But he's also he he's a genius. Right. I mean, a musical genius. He has problems. He has mental issues. We understand that. But I'm not going to dismiss a whole interview off of a clip that I see on Instagram of him saying something rude or, you know, unruly about a specific group of people right and that rude or unruly is subjective because from what i got from it wasn't anything negative specifically towards jews as a whole it was a specific class of people that he works with that happen to be jewish and his feeling is those people target me and treat me like shit so tomorrow morning i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna go defcon 3 was that the right choice of words? No. He could have done it differently. He could have done it better. Maybe he shouldn't have even said it. But he is okay to feel that way, and he didn't make any threats or harm to anyone. So labeling him as anti-Semitic is just unfair. Okay. And I hear everything you said, although I disagree with it, right? But at the end of the day, when we talk about Kanye's speech, right? Um, and I, I'm not calling what he said a speech. I'm just saying his, his speech in general. Right. His speech is at a point of where it is actions meet consequences. Right. Because Kanye can feel however he feels about the people that he do business with, be they Muslim, Jews, Christians, whatever. That's his right to feel that way. But he didn't come out and say, yo, I'm about to go off on Bob tomorrow. Dave is about to get the business tomorrow. He said, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jews. Right. Fast forward, other people in business said, we don't want to do business with Kanye anymore. And then people turn around and say, Kanye's being blackballed, right? These people, the same way as your opinion that Kanye has his right to free speech, to say and feel what he thinks, these people have their right to put their money behind people who they want to be associated with. He's not being blackballed. These people that he do business with decided they don't want to do business with them anymore. I don't care about what the reason they decided was. You know, people can say, oh, that's because, you know, one community is more influential than others. Or, you know, it's because of, of everybody's too woke and social media. Blah, 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 blah. That, that shit is irrelevant. These people decided we don't want our money spent here anymore. And so we're going to move on. And that and that's the problem. Because, again, you didn't listen to exactly what he said because you chose to write him off based on a clip that you heard and you didn't get the facts of things and that's fine that you're right these people have the right to cut off their money and do what they want to do but the premise behind it is the bullshit because this person had free thought and he was speaking from a reference of culture and being a black person to what he experienced that's the root evil of the issue and when you think about it 
we talk about people being able to say what they want to say and feel what they want to feel. He's speaking to an injustice that he's personally seen in the music industry that comes from a certain people. And the funny thing about it, he's not the first person to say it. Ice Cube said it. Ice Cube said it in No Vaseline. Ice Cube was one of the first people from our culture and the rap culture to be labeled with this, this stuff because he points out what he saw. And we want to talk about free speech and everything like that. Again, Kanye didn't say anything derogatory to them at all. But he's being silenced because he's speaking to his truth, to what he's seen black people in the music industry go through. And because people like VP that only see a clip that have casted him out, they take something and they run with it. But you didn't listen to the whole interview. He literally said black people are are Jewish people. We're we're Israelites. He went and gave the whole thing. He didn't say anything anti-Semitic at all. What he did was actually point out the truths that he's seen in the music industry that Ice Cube said in 93. Okay. Now, when you say the interview, are you talking about the Nori interview on Drink on Drink Champs? Yes. Okay. So let's back up for a second. Because before we get there, right, Kanye does his whole thing with white lives matter at the some fashion show i, I forget where it was right with uh with europe. Candace Owens. yeah you're right in europe right then once that happens he comes out i, b- I believe the the sequence happened this way he, he says the thing about george floyd i'm not sure if that happened in the nori interview or, or before i'm, I'm not and, sure and, and people don't even know what he said in that hang, hang on a second hang on, hang on a second then he starts getting text messages from Diddy, and he tells him, "I'm gonna post everything you say on Instagram." That happened does. before. That okay. happened before both events. Right. Diddy's right. text messaging thing happened before both of these events, if I remember correctly. Him and Diddy were texting before nor any interview. Right. right this is what I'm, I'm talking about matter. leading up to the Nori. I said this is what happened before Nori. Right. Mm-hmm. You had the White Lives Matter thing, the George Floyd thing. The Diddy no. starts texting. Because I thought the George Floyd thing was only said in the Nori interview is what I'm saying. Okay. That's why I'm saying I wasn't sure about George Floyd. But anyway, Diddy was texting him about saying, you're hurting our people, you know, whatever. That I guess that was in response to the White Lives Matter shirt, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going to post everything you say on Instagram. He starts doing that. Diddy's like, yo, call me. Tell me where you are. And he says, the, you know, no, you're, you're trying to hurt me. You're controlled by Jewish people. Right? That stuff with Diddy ends. And then right after that, he posts, tomorrow I'm going DEFCON 3 on Juice. But again, you're not saying anything different than what I'm saying. The problem that you're missing, right, is that you haven't actually listened to what he said. Even when it came to George Floyd, right, even when you listen to the interview, he was describing the events. He didn't say, like, when you look at the clips, you look at the media postings and the tags, it reads that. Kanye says George Floyd wasn't murdered. He never said that. What he was actually talking about was, from his perspective, from the knowledge that he's gained, he was saying that when the dude didn't have his foot or his knee on George Floyd's neck at the time, he was saying George Floyd was calling out for his mama, and his mama wasn't actually his mother. It's actually what he called his girlfriend. I don't know how he ascertained or how he attained that information, how he gathered that information, but some way, somehow, him being down there, he learned that this is what it was. He didn't say in that clip to me that George Floyd wasn't murdered. He spoke on something, and in 
his rant of saying things, he was describing the event. And I think people took it and they ran with it. But here's the thing. Here's the issue. Again, if you don't listen to what the dude is saying, you don't have to fuck with him. We just had a pod, right? Our last pod. Steve said, first thing Steve said, you should get punched in the face. Steve said this. But at the same time, if you don't hear what a person is saying, how will you know? It's just it's the same premise of you saying, I don't believe Will Smith. He's an actor. So the man can't feel the man can't hurt. The man can't feel upset that his wife cheated on him with his fucking kids friend. Best friend. Now, but talking about. So so here's the thing. Right. So there's a difference between saying somebody said something wrong. Right. What Kanye said, he said wrong. He probably shouldn't have said I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jews. Actually, not probably. He shouldn't have said that, right? Because perception is is huge, right? Perception is everything. So when he says, I'm going to go DEFCON 3, it's easy for him to walk that back. It's very Republican-like, where he could say, DEFCON means I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to be defensive towards these people that I feel are taking advantage of me in the music industry. There's nothing harmful towards those people, towards any people, right? That's basically saying I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be more more aware, right? If if you're playing words, but to immediately say and label my problem is they immediately label someone as anti-Semitic as soon as they say the word Jewish or Jew or anything like that, unless it's hey that's a really smart Jewish guy or hey you know you know they're they're really good with their money or whatever that looks like, right? If it's not extremely positive one way, you're anti-Semitic. Look what they did to Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, same thing. Post a, a, a video and they're, oh, he's anti-Semitic. He's using his platform for to be anti-Semitic. He doesn't have a platform. I wouldn't call that a platform. It's his Instagram profile, just like anybody else's Instagram profile. He just happens to be a, a basketball platform. player. It's not a platform. Okay, let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. It is a platform. Okay, it's a platform, so. but they but they said that he was promoting. That's not if a promotion. You, I, I I I would take some disagreement with what you're saying. As I'm talking about specifically about um, Kyrie for right now, I'm, I'm going to get to that stuff in a second. Um, I, I I think if you if you have the kind of reach that Kyrie has, where you can say something, post something. And it's immediately seen by millions of people. I don't know. I, I, would have to, I don't have my thing, but I'm pretty sure Kyrie has more than one, two million followers on Twitter, IG, TikTok, you know, whatever the fuck. Right. So he definitely has a platform. That's um, first. Um, With the promotion thing as well, I think that's kind of semantics. You know what I mean? Because. You know, you can say, you know, people you you see a lot of times when you look at especially celebrity uh, social media, they'll say something like uh, retweets or likes don't equal endorsements or something like that. Right. And, you know, I feel like that's an easy kind of cop out to say, hey, if I like something, if I if I retweet it to you or, or whatever, I'm not endorsing this. You know, I'm just. But I'm sharing it with millions of people. Why? Reasons. You know, who the fuck knows? You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like that's kind of a, a, a cop out or whatever with the whole, you know, if you say anything and you mention, you know, Jews in any way, except for positive light is seen as being anti-Semitic. Right. 
I don't necessarily agree with that. But what happens is, is that people use tropes on Jewish people and they use them for black people, too. And I, I would agree with you in this sense that the outrage when these kinds of things are, are used against uh, uh, people of color is not as um, intense as it is when it's used with, with Jewish people. But people use anti-Semitic tropes like, oh, you know, they're good with money that he must be a lawyer or you know, they, they control business and the media and all this kind of stuff like that or whatever, right? And one, a lot of that shit is not even true or whatever, but that's kind of the things that people look at and say, you know, this shit is fucked up. It's anti-Semitic. The same way if somebody said about black people, oh, they're, they're always late or, you know, they, they like watermelon or, or some shit like that. You know, you know what I mean? So... I, I I think those things are not good for 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 people to say, you know. And if Kanye has problems with whatever he sees as the wrongs, the ills in the music industry, he could use his platform to say, you know, I'm going to fix these things. I'm going to make new artists aware of this stuff, or maybe I'll open up my own record label if he doesn't already have one. He probably does. I don't know. Most artists have their own record label now. You know, when I sign people to deals. I'm going to make sure their shit is fair to expose these other folks and and either drive them out of business or or make their in, or lessen their influence. You know what I mean? But, but the way a, he's going a, about this but, stuff is not it's, it's not it. But VP, that's the thing. Again, if you listen to the interview, he didn't say all Jewish people are good with money. He, I didn't say it, that he said that. I'm, 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 saying, I'm, an I'm, I'm talking about, I, I get it. I, what I'm saying is I'm saying he didn't do that. He was very specific in what he said. What he said was in the music industry, firstly, he said there are Jewish executives and people that own these labels and they have for years and they're, they're capitalizing on negative black music. He, that's what he firstly said about the music industry. And that is factually true. When you go back to the Jerry Hellers, when you go back to the Sonys, the Columbia's, all of these people, right? Then he spoke about how he believes, based on his research, how Jewish people became powerful and wealthy as a community. He talked about their legal history and their practices and how other religions weren't doing divorces, but Jewish lawyers were doing divorces and they got money that way. Even in the last interview he had with Nori, he praised the Jewish community for how tight-knit they are and how well they stick together and how black people don't do that. But see, the thing is that Steve is saying, right, is that anytime anyone says anything about that community in a way that that community is not favorable for it, it becomes hate speech. When there's truth to what's being said and nothing hateful is being said. But even to your point, black people are talked about any kind of way, every which way, doesn't matter, right? We're not the victim crying wolf, right? It isn't about that. The, the, what it's about is that when you look at what Kanye said, he never actually said anything hateful. What he did was speak on his research and experience with a certain group of people that he could speak to. And it wasn't in a derogatory manner. So I hear everything that you're saying, right? And I didn't hear the interview, so you know I'm not I'm I'm not gonna disagree with what you said, even though I could, right? Because I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the time here. What I will say though is that we are talking about 
two different parts of the same thing. Because you continue to keep coming back to this Nori interview when I'm saying that there was a sequence of events that led to the Nori interview. So I don't, so that's what's getting lost in translation, right? I think what what's being missed here is EJ and I um, 100% believe Kanye has a problem. He's mentally ill. He's mentally unstable. He needs help. And, um, you know, all this negative press and everything like this is it can lead to self-harm right and so there's there should be a concern there beyond just the fact of canceling right and that's a problem with cancel culture because they they do this cancel thing and you know whether whether these companies decide to cancel business and stuff like that that's one thing but when you're dragging this guy in the media for weeks when you know he's mentally unstable it's unfair it's unfair to anybody including a black man right and they do that to black men regularly Right. And people latch on to what's hot right now. What's hot? Anti-Semitism. So let's do this. Kyrie posted a a video from Instagram uh, from, you know, what we we think is anti-Semitic. Let's label this guy. Right. But we don't see the same energy when you got Nazis running around Florida and the governor of Florida is like, "Eh, take your eyes off of that. Nothing to see here. Or when the ex-president gets in front of the nation and says, ah, there's good people on both sides when you're talking about Nazis and protesters against <laughs> against Nazis, right? We don't see that energy. It doesn't get dragged for weeks. They don't cancel these people. You see it from one side, right? The ex- you know, whatever extremists, people that are on that extreme side, and then it's forgotten. But Kanye West, a music producer has been in the news for weeks upon weeks upon weeks for this issue. All these companies that are run, in from what he says, by Jewish individuals have taken their opportunity to cancel to, to cancel their business and stop their relations with him. That's totally their choice, 100%. But none of them had a problem when he said black people chose, sla- chose to be slaves. None of them had a problem when he wore a shirt that said, white lives matter none of them had a problem when he said george floyd was on opioids when he died that wasn't their problem their problem was him saying jewish people in the music industry are taking advantage of me and i'm gonna go defcon three of them that was their problem and my my point is you gotta be consistent or you need to be consistent and they're not consistent and we immediately latch onto it as black people and we're labeling this guy anti-semitic but nobody has the same balls to say President Trump is racist. Ron DeSantis is racist. That's Ron DeSantis true. is anti-Semitic. Who says it? You? Me? EJ? Okay, that's fine. We don't have the reach that these people have that are attacking Kanye West. So let, let me let me say a, a, a couple things in response to that. Um, I'm going to talk about Kanye at the end. As far as like Trump with Charlottesville and stuff like that, people were calling him out in real time when that happened. And I don't mean like us, like prominent people, media, social media, celebrities, people in Congress or what you know what I mean? The issue is, is that at the time when he said these things, the dude was president. So it's not like I mean, people couldn't necessarily cancel him. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So um, in fact. Joe Biden has said from jump that um, the whole everything that went down in Charlottesville was the reason he ran for president. 
he was he was talking about he felt like he had to try to run and and you know bring the country together and all that kind of thing like that you know what i mean so people have addressed that whole you know they're they're good people on both sides bullshit or whatever in real time and since then people still talk about it to this day um as far as DeSantis, i, I feel like it's kind of the, the same thing you know where he ignores the nazism that's that's rising up in the state of florida and things like that people call him out for his opponents in the in the governor's race during the primary and even now still talk about it or whatever you know it probably doesn't get as much attention in the media when they do um especially from national media but it, it gets talked about as far as kanye is concerned i hear what you're saying when you talk about um you know his his uh his his mental uh, uh issues right and and i'm not um I'm not not sympathetic to that, right? Kanye has talked about in the past, you know, I think he says he's bipolar, if I remember correctly. And if he doesn't take his medication, he can, you know, get wild. And it seems like he's not on his meds at this point or for a while, at least. Who knows? You know what I mean? But that is that is a choice, you know? Um, and I don't know what the reason is that he may not take him. Maybe he think they're trying to poison him or, you know, whatever. Right. But he's choosing to, to be like that. And we, as a, as a society in general, and as black people specifically, can't always say this dude is black. We got to have his back, you know, whatever, whatever mental health, yada, 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 that kind of thing. We can't always lean on that crutch when somebody is doing something fucked up. You know what I mean? Because there's help out there for mental health issues, for his specific mental health issue. There's medication for it that can kind of even them out or whatever. And if he's choosing not to take that, we can't always just say, well, yeah, fuck that. You know, we got to just ride with him. And I, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but I'm saying we as a people can't do that all the time. Let me address two things. The one thing you're missing again that Steve is saying is, it isn't about that people have come out and spoken about it. No one is taking the stance to say, well, DeSantis is racist. Adidas is moving all of its business out of Florida. You can no longer get Adidas in the state of Florida as long as DeSantis is there. That's not happening. That's the level of accountability Steve is talking about. No one is, what, what's the other company, Steve, that, that, that's not fuck with him? Give me, give me another one. Balenciaga, uh, not Balenciaga. Um, any other one, Balenciaga. Any other one, you cannot gap get, you know, Balenciaga. You know, yeah. you know what, Gap. You know what? Hey, state of Florida, we're moving all of our shit out of there. Fuck y'all. DeSantis, as long as DeSantis is governor, we will not sell anything in that motherfucker. Balenciaga, I'm not sh shipping my shit overseas as long as fucking Trump is president. Fuck you guys. Get them out of here. You're not gonna get a Balenciaga bag. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna have to get it from overseas, triple the price. Thank Trump. That's the energy Steve is talking about. It's not about just speaking out. No, that's bullshit. What he's saying is keep that same energy when a white male is doing the same bullshit. Now, to the other point of him having mental issues, Kanye's never said that he has mental issues. If you listen to his interviews, what he actually says is people around him have leaked things to make him seem as though he has mental issues. Kanye Whether himself he, has said he's bipolar. I, I've never seen that. What Kanye I said it live on TV when he was I've sitting in the that. Oval Office I, with Donald Trump. I've never seen that. However, right? What I've seen him also say was 
that people paint him out to have mental health issues and that he's not really having mental health issues. Now, whether or not we believe that or not, I get it because we can look at him and feel how we feel, right? But what he's actually said in two consistent interviews on Drink Champs is that he's been painted out by people next to him to to look like he's crazy and that he is crazy. So I don't I don't recall that. You might recall that. I get it. But what he's always consistently said was people tried to paint him to be something that he's not. And just because he's saying these things and he goes on rants, hey, like I said, Steve said the other day, he just needs to get punched in the face, square out, right? But if you can't look at someone, you can't say people have should have free speech and you can't look at someone and hear what they're saying and give them an opportunity and take what you take from it, then what are we doing? We're doing the same thing everybody else does. It's the same thing. We can't have it both ways. You can't say Madonna should be able to show her titties any way she wants and then get mad at somebody else. We as a society, we're getting too forgiving. We're getting too open. And there needs to be some shit. Like, just like Steve feels like Madonna shouldn't show her titties. Yeah, Kanye probably shouldn't say a lot of shit. And we need as a society some boundaries. Everything isn't free. The First Amendment, we know, isn't true to what it is. We Everything, you just can't say anything you want. And we can't have it both ways. We can't have it that, hey, you shouldn't say that if I don't fuck with it. But if I fuck with what you're doing, you should be able to do it. It shouldn't work that way. It's just not how it should work because somebody's going to be offended. And that's the reality. And what Steve is saying is all them companies that's 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 showing their ass with Kanye, where the fuck were you? Why is any business in Florida right now? Why are we not crushing Florida? Hey, you fucking vote DeSantis. Everything we got is coming out of your state. Fuck you. Explain that to your constituency. That's what Steve is saying. Am I right? <clears throat> yeah, I just think, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, There needs to be a level of accountability for everybody, right? You can't just, they, you pick and choose. You find this one person or these two people or these handful of people and you hold them accountable at this extreme level. But then, you know, others, you, you kind of sweep the shit under the rug and, and it's just, you know, it's nasty. It's, you know, you got people, you got guys like, um, what's this asshole on, on Fox News? Um, the extreme fucking right wing guy. I, I don't remember his name, but, you know, nobody's canceling this guy. Nobody's like, oh, we can't we can't have this guy you know, out here saying what he, whatever it is that he's saying, you know, it's, it's it's so extreme to, to one side, you know, George, George Floyd deserved this and George Floyd deserved that the cops are good people. The cops got called out to Pelosi's house. And, you know, if we, if it's weird that the Democrats are treating this criminal different from the other criminals and stuff like that. Right. We have a problem with that. Right. We have an extreme problem with that. But it's not at the level that we're talking about when we're saying, you know, when people are addressing, you know, a Kanye West. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we just need to make sure as a society, we're not latching on to what social media is telling us that we need to latch on to. We need to drag this guy. We need to make Kanye out to be a villain. We need to make Kyrie to be a villain. We need to cancel R. Kelly. We do. We need to cancel all these Bill Cosby, all just keep going down the line, but you got white people doing the exact same thing, and the energy is completely different. And we ain't doing anything for our own people, but latching on to what they're saying. I, I, I just, 
again, I, I don't want to keep talking about this because it's been half an hour already and we got to move on. But I, I disagree with that when we say white people do these things. Like, you know, when you talk about Bill Cosby, the whole thing with Bill Cosby was people were saying he's drugging women and raping them or whatever, right? And 35 years black ago. people, black people went crazy over that shit. It's allegations, you know, oh, we don't know. This shit was proven in a court of law. How is it proven? He admitted to it in a deposition when he was being sued. And then they used that deposition to prosecute him, which is why his whole case got thrown out. Right. Harvey Weinstein raping women. Right. I don't know if any drugs were involved, but he definitely was raping them. Where is Harvey? He's in jail. You know what I mean? So it's not like these these things aren't happening on, on both sides. We, we can't, you know, are they happening to the same degree? I don't know. You know, that, that could be arguable. You know what I mean? But we can't act like they don't happen. That is, that's exactly the problem. And it's it's the way the legal system has always been. That, yeah, it, it does happen. But it's the one in a billion that happened when it happens to the white guy. Just like when we're talking about drugs in this country, coke versus crack and everything. And we, if we ignore the racial disparities and things, maybe celebrities is not the 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 right right place to look at it. But it speaks to the larger narrative in this country that Black people still have to face. Kanye West says something that is perceivably negative about Jewish people, perceivably, and he's an anti-Semite. It's crazy. When you actually right. listen to what he said, he never said anything bad. You know, and that's the key thing, too, for me, right? Like, to your point, the biggest word there for me is is perceived, you know? And we just said perception is huge, but you're perceiving it that way. He didn't come out and say something crazy, 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 which I'm not going to say it because it'll sound crazy, but he could have said something a hundred times worse. If he would have said... I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going DEFCON 3 on these executives. Nobody bats an eye. No one bats an eye. People are like, oh, he's just crazy. It's just Kanye. He's just doing that. But because he put one word in there, because he said Jewish executives, all of a sudden, we immediately have to take this word and associate it here. And now he is the biggest villain ever in the history of the world. They're comparing him to Hitler. Like, let, let's let's understand that. Understand the fact that he woke up and said, I'm being taken advantage of by Jewish individuals. I'm going DEFCON 3 tomorrow morning. They compared him to Hitler. That's the problem to me. That's I mean, that's, that's not, all I'm that's saying. That's not what he said, but, you know. That's not what he said? Because, no, because again, this thing, this is a sequencing thing, right? Because he says the inflammatory shit and then days later, I don't know how long after. But what exactly? What exactly? What is? It, what exactly did he say that you're saying? Is it mm-hmm. What exactly did he say? One when he tells Diddy, you know. But none of that. We're talking about the Jewish piece. What did he say about the Jewish people that was inflammatory to you? What exactly did he say? I'm going DefCon three on them. What does DefCon three mean? From someone who was in the military. I mean, it's some. It's it's it's, it's short for defensive condition or whatever, right? <laughs> but. It's not, no, see, I knew this is this is why, I, like, again, this is semantics, right? It doesn't mean like, oh, we get in a defensive posture, like, you know, I'm going to lock the windows because, you know, I hear I hear sirens. So the cops could be chasing a criminal. So I've set a, a defensive condition. That's not what that means. You basically 
you 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 you're essentially going on defense by ramping up the offense just in case some shit pops off. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and what's so, wrong with that? <laughs> what's wrong with that? That's basically look, saying, hey, tomorrow morning I'm putting all this shit out. And if you come at me hardcore, I'm coming back at you 10 times over. I'm going to nuke you niggas. Just basically is what he's saying. But Steve, think about, again, the sequencing, right? And I, it's why I keep coming back to it because it's very important. Before we get to the Nori interview on Drink Champs, right? Let's remember there's been two interviews. Hmm? Let's remember there's been two interviews that he's had with okay. Nori. But the most recent, you're talking about the most recent. I'm yeah, talking no, about the I, most recent. I mean, if we're talking about a sequence of things, he's had a sequence of time to actually clarify twice what he means. And in each instance, he hasn't said anything inflammatory. Okay. Old, I asked you what it was that he said that was inflammatory. And, and I, I've and said you it gave already. me one thing that came from a recent interview but that is, we know this, in large is nothing to see here. This wasn't from an interview. This is something that he just said on his own. And again, no, I'm this, saying I'm saying that outside of that, there's nothing else he's ever said that is 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 remotely derogatory to his people. The, he said DEFCON 3. That, there's nothing to see here. He's okay. a crazy person talking crazy. What did he what did he say hateful to these people? That's the key word, hateful. What That's is it, the what key was word for me. that he said? Listen. Now, 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 I will say he circled back, and I'll give you, I'll give you this. He'll, he circled back, and he said, I can say something anti-Semitic, and Gap can't even, or Adidas can't Adidas. even drop me. So he did say that, right? He's fucking batshit crazy. Nobody can't, nobody's, you know, challenging that. We don't challenge the fact that Kanye said something wrong, did something wrong, could have done something differently. None of that is the challenge. The challenge here is all of these groups are using this one simple line to say, we're severing ties with Kanye West. We're not going to do any business with him. His merchandise isn't aware, is, isn't going to be here. His music isn't going to be played here. Everything Kanye, yay, West, anything like that is gone 100%, right? And and that's to me that's the problem, right? And and no, again, no one had a problem when he wore the White Lives Matter shirt. These same groups, none of, none of them had a problem last year when he said black people chose slavery, and none of them had a problem when he said George Floyd was on opioids and the knee wasn't even on his neck. No problem there, but it's the anti-Semitic comments that we don't agree with. We're gonna sever ties with Kanye West. That's the problem to me. So in the interest of time, because I know we've said it multiple times, 42 minutes um, in, we'll move on. It's the Castworthy Podcast. I'm Big Steve, a.k.a. Last of a Dying Breed, on the Twitter machine with EJ and the VP. <coughs> Apologies for uh, having you guys be part of that. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. And uh, if we made you feel like you were going to, you wanted to be a part of the conversation, then, hey, it worked. Podcast. Um <laughs> Next thing uh, I want to talk about real quick here um, is House of the Dragon. We haven't had any dialogue. What you want? You don't want to talk about House of the Dragon? I mean, I, that's, I thought I thought we was about to talk about Nancy Pelosi for a second. You know, I feel like you, just, like you just kind of mentioned it a second ago and just breezed right past that. You we know, could talk, what's, we could talk about the broke Pelosi. Into the third most powerful person in the United States House and attempted to kill them. And you, yes, yeah, so we talk about Pelosi, about Kanye, but you know, we just move on. Pelosi didn't do shit do shit for me with uh, getting my uh, student loans completed. <laughs> that shit's on hold, so I don't give a shit about her today. All right, fine. Give us a story. What happened at Pelosi's house? 
Um, so on Thursday, or not, it was Friday morning, Thursday evening, Friday morning, um, somebody, a guy named Paul the Pe- Pepe, I've, heard, I've seen him pronounced the Pepe and the Pep, I'm not sure the correct pronunciation, but who gives a shit, um, broke into uh, Nancy Pelosi's home while she wasn't there. She was back in D.C. Her husband was home. Um, it was about two something in the morning and um, violently attacked her husband, Paul Pelosi. Um, he had to have surgery after the attack. Uh, they said he had a fractured skull as well as uh, damage to his um, right arm as well as right hand. The doctors say he's going to make a full recovery. But, you know, that happened uh, while he was there. There are reports saying that he was attempting to tie up Paul Pelosi waiting for nancy pelosi to return essentially and was saying things like where's nancy where's nancy um the media for some reason giving the stuff that i just said he has been saying i don't you know we don't know if this was politically motivated and i'm like some guy who's not from san francisco specifically broke into nancy pelosi's home and is saying where's nancy and you don't think that's politically motivated like what the fuck are we talking about here the only reason he actually knows her is because she's a politician. So right. it's literally politically motivated. Exactly. So he wasn't know. coming for the Tatas. And um, you know, oh, that's true. Even now, she, if, uh, and Nancy, how old is Nancy Pelosi? Is she 60? 70 something. She's like 78. She almost, she now, now, if she decided to take to Instagram and give us a little Madonna shot, <laughs> I don't have a problem there. I'm all, I'm all good with that. You're nasty man. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Them things do your thing, hang low, do they wobble to the? <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, you don't want to parts that. See, see how far he is. You see how it is. He was just like, oh, why can't Madonna show her titties? I say Pelosi could do it, and now he's he's got you know that's, he's that's judging me. It. He's calling me chauvinistic. That's not it. I'm saying we're we're talking about somebody, you know, breaking into her home, attempting to kill her, and you're like, she wasn't yeah, but there. I mean, she's gonna show her titties though. Like, what the fuck are you like come on, dog. she wasn't there. Yeah, I saw somebody on the internet say, "How long is it before we find out that Paul Pelosi and this guy were in a relationship?" You know, it's funny that that you mentioned that because, and the reason that that you you're probably seeing that is that, um. Some of the information that's come out, and again, I don't know how um, how true this is, is they're saying that Paul Pelosi was in his underwear, right? And so people on the right are like, why was he in his underwear? Where same people are like, well, he was sleeping in bed and it was 2.30 in the fucking morning. You know what I mean? Like, do you sleep in a suit and tie at 2.30 in the morning? Like, you see, you, you understand what I'm saying? So if, I don't know if that's true, the whole he was in his underwear thing. But even even if it is, this is how like who the fuck isn't in their underwear in their bed at two o'clock in the morning? No, nah, but this wasn't right wing. This was like a black person. No, you know, but I'm saying this is where funny. the shit started. Oh, right? I got and you. And then these okay. and then these things they 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 spread out and get into the 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 mainstream, right? So they start off on some blog or or whatever the fuck, and then they start getting picked up by like Drudge and and and. And some of these up Newsmax and some of these other right wing outlets or whatever, and then right wing people on Twitter and you know Trump's bullshit social media uh, truth or whatever the fuck it's called, and then it spreads out and then it kind of gets in the zeitgeist and now it's kind it's kind of a part of the 
the the the narrative the the record even though you know like i said it could have some truth to it and if it does who who, who gives a fuck you yeah, a don't... man was in his home at two o'clock in the morning how do you sleep do you sleep fully clothed <laughs> Don't don't break into my house the night that I decide not to put a shirt and, a, and shorts on now. <laughs> like that's the that's the worst. Like it's just gonna look bad, <laughs> especially if I got to chase you out. Then I got to shoot you in the back, and I'm standing in the middle of the street with just drawers on. Like, yeah. And so, but, uh, according to the reports, though, also like I don't know, like they're not saying they're not giving us much detail on whether or not there was a security system involved. They're essentially saying from from the what the reports are saying now is that. Paul Pelosi, like the guy wasn't paying attention or something like that. And he kind of surreptitiously or, you know, snuck and in, in, in dialed 911 and basically was talking to the 911 op- or, or talking to the guy, like giving clues to the 911 operator that something is going on. And then they, the 911, op- they had a, a smart 911 operator who um, sent units out there like uh, right away. And then they got there before this dude did more damage or whatever. Man, listen, I'm not one for conspiracies, but I've been watching this Jeffrey Dahmer uh, thing on Netflix. And I don't think it's too far gone to think that maybe Paul Pelosi might have been, you know, you never know. Might have had a little Internet thing with this guy. Maybe he was paying him off. It wouldn't it wouldn't, you know make me it wouldn't surprise me if that type of story came out and it was a valid story that came out from this guy um only because that's the world that we live in like shit like this people don't don't get me wrong politically motivated very possible and probably higher than none probably 80 percent there but i think there's a 20 percent chance that you know she's off doing whatever we this guy's right now this guy caught a dui you call you're right? talking nonsense right now he caught and the reason a DUI. why i say that is that is see, that. you see how dismissive he is. EJ? No, because it, it needs to be dismissed. Like, like this is how this kind see of shit happens. Goes? Where we get to a point to where it's like, I could see. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? They one, they the media has been scrubbing this dude's social media. If he if he was a Republican, if this was a Republican's husband, if this was Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband, VP would be all over. Like, oh, he was sucking his dick. No, <laughs> like, no doubt. Because in in twenty, what was it, twenty seventeen? Some crazy Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise, and I had the same energy I have now. You know what I'm saying? Steve Scalise is the is the number two Republican in the House of Representatives, congressman from from Louisiana, right? Political violence is is never the answer. You know what I'm saying? And this dude, when they scrub his social media profile, he has all kind of QAnon shit on there. The COVID was a hoax. They're trying to use the vaccine to control people. Pelosi is, is drinking the kid, the blood of children and all this other like 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 we can't even even though I get that you're joking. I hope that you're joking or whatever. I'm joking, like we shouldn't we shouldn't even try to breathe a, a, a ounce of life into that kind of shit, because this is how people dismiss these things. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, this kind of stuff happened like Fox News were saying we shouldn't make a big deal out of this. People get hit with hammers all the time. That's a quote that I'm saying. I'm not I just I'm not I'm not paraphrasing. You I see what I'm saying? And and so now you have you have a situation where somebody breaks into the house He's and they shot every day, B. You tough, they, right? They attempt they they're essentially looking for the person who's second in line to the presidency, right? And they're like, oh, I mean, people get hit with hammers. They're like, what are we really talking about, though? It's like nasty. you you can't dismiss shit like that. 
Yeah, but so okay. Here I am. I'm gonna be bipartisan real quick. And I, I don't watch Fox News, but I do watch the clips sometimes when they come up on social media. While they did say that, they did, you know, lead into the fact that what they mean is people get charges like this every single day and they get released, right? But because this is Paul Pelosi, this person is being held and charged completely different. You know, they don't, they're not getting like a court day, dismissal, things like that. That's kind of where they went with it. So that's why it's important to make sure that we're listening to everything. Are they right for saying that? No, absolutely not. 100% wrong. Get it. This person is high profile. You know, treat it differently. You want to see if there's, you know, alter motive, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's irresponsible to say, oh, they just said niggas get shot every day, B, or people get hit with hammers every day. They didn't say that. They did say that, but they said people get hit with hammers. They get assaulted every day. And then the person, you know, gets released on bond, on bond or, you know, appearance of court or whatever that looks like. In this case, they're being held completely, you know, differently. That's what they kind of that, that's what the whole piece was. And, and I get that. But it's not like the person and I, I know you've you've mentioned this, but it's not like the person is being held longer for like for some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there are laws against targeting elected officials and their family members. You know what I mean? They're aggravating circumstances. It's not like you just hit somebody with a hammer. You understand what I'm saying? So, so if if if, if you tell Nancy from down the block, you know, hey, I'll beat the shit out of you. There's nothing to see here. If you tell Nancy, the speaker of the house, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Somebody's gonna come see you. Yeah, because you're true. making threats against a, a federal. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, no, the shit's different here. It's like if somebody kills my dog, but then if someone kills a police canine, same type of thing. Right. Same type of thing. Listen, I get it. I get it. But I don't want to say but. Let me. But's not the right word because it's going to sound like I'm. I'm trying to say it's not important here and it's not serious. Um, it's serious, but I've been drinking, and I think <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Paul Pelosi called a DUI. Right. Paul, where they live, Mari? San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh my God! Even really? Come on! You telling me that you think there's zero chance, even one percent? Give give me one percent chance that that this dude and Paul Pelosi might have like been chatting on the side somewhere, like on Grinder or something. Hey, we. Hey, all I'm gonna say is, you know, today's day and age, we pe- people you just never know. You never people know. suspect a lot from other people. Um. You know, uh, no one's safe. Uh, you know, when when Andrew Gillum... Um, Listen, Paul Pelosi been in the news a lot. Not a when, lot, but he's been in the news more than you would expect. DUI, now when, this. We we didn't expect... He's not a we saint. Got, we didn't expect what we got from Andrew Gillum's hotel room either. Andrew Gillum, right? We're like, oh, you're, no. You're right attack. about that, EJ. But, like I said then, I'll say now. All I know is what's being reported is that this dude broke in and basically was looking for Nancy Pelosi, beat this dude in the head with a hammer, causing him to have brain surgery or not brain surgery, but, uh, you know, surgery on his skull, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's all I know. If more facts come out, just like with Gillum, you know, it was he was like he came out and said, oh, it was a wedding. We were we were, you know, we were just partying, you know, shit got out of hand. We were drinking, you know, I'm like OK, that sounds suspect. But, you know, that's all I know right now. I don't know a lot of people get married on Thursday, but okay. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> right. 
So, <laughs> but, so, what, so what you're saying is watch this space. Yeah, I mean, you know, watch this space. But I, I, you know, I think, I think the current narrative is is probably likely the end of it. You what know, if, I don't, I don't, think, I don't Nance, think there's, I don't think there's a watch this space here. Like, there's some more that's gonna come out. But if, if it does, what if Nancy's lover? What if Nancy sent homie? What if that's Nancy's lover? What if Nancy was like, you know what? You put me in the news for this DUI shit. No, what I'm if that's killed. Nancy's lover? No, why does no one ever suspect that narrative? I mean, look, I th- I think the social media pieces is um, it puts some of that to bed, you know, because he he posted a bunch of shit. So to be serious for just a second, um, let the alcohol go to the unserious bin, um, because they did find that stuff on um on his Facebook profile or any social media profile. You know, actually, I think it was on um, what's the one that Trump is actually on the the one that was, yeah, I think they found a lot of it there for this guy. They found most um, of it. He, he actually has a blog. He still uses a blog, right? Where he writes these long rants. So you know, well, that's uh, not un, that's not crazy for someone to use a blog, but no, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm just saying like a blog. That's like it's like super like welcome to 2002. You know? <laughs> like yeah, podcast now. You know, and uh, I, right, but yeah, but you could you might not find my paper unless I break into somebody's house and hit him with a hammer. You can find my podcast just by search. Um, nah, but yeah, all seriousness, man. You you just hope like, like there has to be a level of serious, um, uh, a level of seriousness. There's a level of of um accountability here. Like this guy can't just it can't just be like, oh, well, let's just hit him with X Y Z and you know let it be forgotten because it's the same thing that happened with January six, right? January 6th, we're seeing these people, we're seeing so many people get slapped on the hands. We're seeing a couple people get handled, right? And and do minimal time, but it needs to be pretty serious. Um, because and not just for, for Pelosi and not just for Democrats, but for for anybody, right? We're talking about these are people that are representatives of the United States. Um, you know, yeah. these are people that are in high standing, so or you know, high profile people. So whether it's Republican or or Democrat. You would hope that there's some accountability here, enough to make people really question before they make some wild ass decisions like this in the future. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else in uh, in politics we need to talk about besides the fact that uh, I did my student loan form this week and there's a big green box that says it's paused right now because um, a judge decided that uh, there's more information needed. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, the normal shit this time of year. Campaign season is in full effect. Uh, Obama's been out the last uh, like four days or so campaigning across the country. Um, hey, so did you see the video? Um, I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you could speak to it if you did. There was a video that came out. I think I saw it this morning. Um, there was some hecklers at one of the Obama um, in Detroit s- speeches where they were saying, what were they saying? Fuck Joe Biden. I don't. I didn't. I couldn't hear what the audience was trying. I didn't hear what they said. But um, they said they said uh, Barack got uh, kind of lost his cool. I didn't get to watch the whole video because uh, I was in the middle of something. But I didn't see him lose his cool. He the guy was talking. He he was at a part of his speech where he was talking about people dressing up in tactical gear, and that's when the guy like started saying some shit. And Obama's like, "Sir, sir," it was like right at the part of his speech where he was talking about like c- civility in politics or whatever, and uh. You know, some I don't know if they were secret service or the people who were running the event, but somebody came like a couple, maybe thirty seconds or so after the guy started piping up, and then the crowd was going crazy. So you couldn't hear. Or you could hear Obama because he's talking to the microphone, and you hear the crowd like going Obama, Obama. You know, 
and then you know secret service you know disappeared him but um yeah as far as like the the your student loan thing there was a judge in uh i believe it was indiana i want to say um who has put a pause on the student loan program um um saying that you know it, it violates uh the constitution in some kind of way so you know we'll this thing is going to go to the supreme court regardless so we'll see what happens this is not the first case the very first one it was a couple of individual um citizens it was like five of them that sued um they lost at the district court they lost at the appeals court and then they went to the supreme court and the supreme court dismissed their case without even hearing it um and this here is another group of folks i think these folks are um these people are folks who i believe they had student loans that are already paid like they don't qualify for the program i, I, I i'm not 100 i think or whatever but a judge has agreed with them um you know but again the biden administration is going to appeal but this this thing is, is is long from done if you read the law that the biden administration is basing this decision off of in doing student loan forgiveness biden has the authority to do what he's done um it's just whether or not the court is going to allow him to do it you know um because uh the, the heroes act which is the act of congress that allows him to do this student loan forgiveness thing specifically says that the secretary has the power to forgive loans and it gives no list of reasons it makes it's, it's it's as broad as possible um so he definitely has the power to do so it's just whether or not the courts are gonna slap them down or not um but other than that man like i said you got you know campaign season obama's been out on the campaign trail uh he was in georgia michigan wisconsin um people if, if you follow anything like on the left on social media you've probably seen parts of his wisconsin speech and people are saying democrats should have been doing this shit for months now like talking about social security or whatever um i can post it in the chat if you haven't seen it um um but yeah and then you know biden went to delaware this weekend voted early um he went with his granddaughter she's a this uh, first election so they went and voted together um yeah and then you know you had the thing happen with nancy pelosi congress is out right now because they're back home campaigning elections coming up in a week uh here in florida uh, early voting is starting started on uh on uh this past monday tuesday monday uh and uh runs through uh next week and then of course election day is november 8th um if you haven't voted get your ass out and vote if you got to live in a state that allows early voting early vote if you already got your absentee ballot fill that shit out and mail it back you don't got to mail it you can drop it off at a at an early voting site secretary or not secretary's uh, uh uh supervisor of elections office or dropbox if your area state has drop boxes but get your ass out and vote if you don't vote shut the fuck up and I, I noticed the uh DeSantis, uh signs all over the place my neighbor has two desanti signs right in her uh in the front of her yard and uh i think that's the last we talk to each other <laughs> you're a hispanic yeah. neighbor no 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 uh they're white mm. people why, like is, why is it driven snow he <laughs> DeSantis does well here. He's gonna win re-election. I don't think Charlie. Oh, Chris he's gonna win. Stuff. Yeah, Charlie Chris. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be like a like a hands down knockout blow kind of thing. But I think he's gonna win comfortably. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's even gonna be close. I don't think it's gonna yeah. be close only because, and we talked about it with the Biden election and stuff like that. It's us. We have power. We have tons and tons of power, and we just you know we we selectively use it. 
We don't use it at all times. And um, and so, yeah, nobody's seeing the need to go out and and vote for Charlie Chris from from our, you know, um, uh, community. Right. And so that's what's going to happen. Could he win? I think so. But I, I think DeSantis is going to win this thing hands down. You got all the people that moved here that are going to be now registered to vote that came here because they supported what DeSantis did for years with the, with COVID and all the, you know the decisions he made. So those are votes that are in the pocket for him, and that's a lot of people. Um, and, and you know, quite frankly, from what I'm hearing down in Southwest Florida, they handled it pretty well. You know, after post hurricane, now was that him? Probably not, but he's going to take credit for it. Just right. like you know, like we said, you know, you drive down the highway for two weeks and it says toll suspended by the governor you know during the during the after the hurricane so all of that stuff i think comes into play and i suspect he's going to win 100 um yeah. i think the vile demings race against rubio in the senate is going to be a little bit tighter i think rubio still will win as well he'll basically ride DeSantis's coattails but i don't think his win will be as um comfortable as uh um uh, i mean vile demings in my opinion I think she's running a good campaign. It's not as good as it could be. Um, uh, she's not as, and it could just be because she's a woman. She's not being as as, as aggressive as I would like. Um, you know, and some of the shit that she's hitting Rubio on, I think it's stuff that politicians think people care about, but people actually don't give. They a don't shit give about. a shit about it. You know, like she keep. I, I keep seeing her talking about him being an absentee senator and how he's missed all these votes in the Senate, and I'm like, nobody cares about that shit. You know. Chuck Grassley, senator from Iowa, has like the record of like the longest amount of time, like without missing a vote. He hasn't missed a vote in in the Senate since like the 90s. And I don't think people are like, yeah, I got to vote for that guy because he doesn't miss any votes. People care about what you vote about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you saying that she's a woman, she's not aggressive. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying it's because she's a woman. Whoa. I'm not saying because she's what I'm saying is, is that what happens a lot of times in politics. The views and, by the VP are not supported by the Gasworthy podcast. What happens what happens in politics a lot, and especially on the Democratic side, is that they hire these fucking consultants in Washington and these people do focus groups and tell them this is what people want to hear, right? And they go by that kind of shit, right? It's why I said a moment ago, Obama's speech in Wisconsin was getting a lot of burn, right? Obama's talking about Ron Johnson, about how he voted for these tax cuts that let people get write-offs on private planes. And then him and his family went out right after this vote and bought three private jets that they wrote off on their taxes. Obama says that. And then the next line, he says, right after that, I don't mean later in the speech, the next line after that, he says, um, <laughs> the next line after that, he says, but Ron Johnson also wants to vote to cut your Social Security because this is part of the Republicans' plan for they, if they take control of Congress is to cut Social Security. They want to cut it. They want to raise the retirement age and they want to make it where it has to be voted on every year, where it's not just a benefit that we have over time. You know, every year it's on the chopping block. Right. He says. Some of you guys in this room are on Social Security. Some of your parents on Social Security, some of your grandparents on Social Security. They worked hard for that Social Security. Their hands are callous, their knees hurt, their backs hurt to earn their Social Security benefits. And people like Ron Johnson want to take it away, you know, do, 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 you know, and people are like, oh my God, classic Obama, this was so good. You know, that I don't hear Democrats talking about that. 
Why? Because consultants in D.C. told them, you know what people really want to hear about? They want to hear you guys talk about the insurrection and abortion. And that shit is important. Don't get me wrong. Right. But if you are running for the United States Senate in the state of Florida, where let me check the thing here. A lot of fucking old people live here. And you're not talking about Social Security. It's, it's malpractice. You understand what I'm saying? And this is what I mean when I say Demings isn't being aggressive Savage. enough. She did. She made mention of it. She did make mention of, of social. Sp- mention it when oh, I got this you. is how Val Demings' campaign should be run. When they say, "Hey, Congresswoman Demings, welcome to the show." Blah 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 blah. You know, how's your family? She should say, "Do you know Marco Rubio wants to cut Social Security?" Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about inflation. Do you know Marco Rubio wants to cut Social Security? What are we gonna do about gas prices? Do you know? Marco Rubio wants to cut Social Security. That's what I mean when I say she's not being aggressive enough. It's, I'm yeah. not saying mention it. This shit needs to be in every fucking speech, every event, every media availability, every day on social media, over and over and over, right? And the reason why this shit is important, Steve, let's go to another Senate race. Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman in <laughs> Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. John Fetterman spent the summer, Dr. Oz ain't from here. He says he lives outside of Philadelphia. Outside of Philadelphia is New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He's a celebrity. He's weird. Look at this guy. He's not from around here. He's not like you, right? Focus group came out two weeks ago. Voters in Pennsylvania, six Republicans, six Democrat, one independent. They asked them as part of this focus group, give me a word in your mind that describes Dr. Oz. People say New Jersey, outside of Philly, celebrity. He's weird. He's rich. He's not like us in Pennsylvania. Different values. You know why they say that? Because John Fetterman has defined Dr. Oz as that. You see what I'm saying? People talk about Dr. Oz now on his terms. Does that help him in the election? We'll find out on November 8th, right? But what I do know is Marco Rubio wants to cut Social Security. I know that because I'm a political nerd. I'm a junkie for this shit, right? Do other people in the state of Florida who support Valdemics know that? I don't know because I don't hear it a lot. Yeah, she seems like she's very um, she seems like a like a novice when it comes to this shit. Like I was watching, um, I guess there was a debate. uh, I forget, you know, a couple days ago, I was watching some a recap of it and she just didn't seem she seemed out of place. you know, she tried to be to hit some powerful stuff like she talked about, you know, him voting down women's rights and stuff like that. And she even did talk about him voting down um, Social Security. She wants to get rid of he wants to get rid of it, blah, 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 blah. But but she's she's not aggressive in any way. He's very. And then she was like, well, do you want a guy that's made, you know, that makes I don't know when he became a liar. Like eh, she just it just seemed very, you know high schoolish and adolescent like she just hadn't she just wasn't aware like she's not been there before he's been here before right and so um i think it's a it's an uphill battle for her um and unfortunately i don't think it it, it ends well for her um but but it's up it's it's she gets she gets to see what it's like it's like when you go to an interview and you don't get the job right you got the Mm -hmm. exposure to it and she's getting that and you know maybe this isn't the time and maybe in the future she will or she can at least help the person that will take his spot 
Right. And 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 I agree with what you're saying here. And you and you think about like what I just said about defining your your person, right? Val Marco Rubio has Val Demings playing defense on defund the police. Mm-hmm. Val Demings, who was the chief of police was a cop, of the city yeah. of Orlando, 27 no, years right. as a cop. She's playing defense on that. How? You this is what I mean when I say she's not being aggressive. Shit like this is when I say she's not being aggressive enough. And it's because some high dollar DC consultant has told her, I mean, you're a woman, you're a black woman. You don't want to seem too yelly. You don't want to seem too like this Mm -hmm. or whatever. People care about passion. People want to know that you care about them, that you want to do that. You want to help them. You know what I mean? And they don't want to hear a lot of this bullshit, you know, all I know is, is when I left the house, I hit a fucking pothole and somebody needs to fix that shit. That's somebody being somebody who works for the government. And she should be saying, hey, you know, me toward an axle. That's Marco Rubio. You know, when you can't afford groceries because of inflation, if you're on Social Security, Marco Rubio is going to cut your Social Security. You know, when you do this, that's Marco. You know, you, you can't a, a, a good a, in, in politics. A good offense isn't a good defense. It's not fucking sports. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we'll see, man. We keep keep watching. Like I said, I've seen a lot of the signs for DeSantis. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this this I mean, we we understand what's going to happen with DeSantis, but a lot of other places that are still sort of questionable. Um, and, um, you know, it's going to be important for especially for Joe Biden's future, I think. Um, yeah. To see One last happens. thing I'll say on this real quick, Steve, on, on the overall race, not not any any specific race, is that a lot of pollsters are saying two things that may not be getting picked up in polls. And it's possible that we could be that election night might go the way a lot of people are thinking, given, you know, inflation, gas prices, shit like that or whatever, is young people. Um, young people seem to be very uh, energized and might vote at 2018 levels. Um, or possibly higher, and women. A lot of newly registered women voters, and usually new voters don't get picked up in polling because new voters are not likely voters. Yeah, they register, but do we know if they're going to turn out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's something to to watch for um, um, on election night. If, if things, if you know, you start hearing people like, oh, it's going to be a red wave, Democrats going to get wiped out, blah, 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 that kind of thing like that. And if you're watching the returns come in on um, November 8th and you're not seeing that, that could possibly be why is that these new voters, a lot of them who are women and young voters, a lot of them who who are new voters as well, um, could be coming out in force and making things not go the way that uh, the media is telling us they may go. Yep. We'll see, man. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, all right, so where was I going before this? House of the Dragon, hot D, hot D. Uh, all right, um, <laughs> if that's that's what you want to call it, that's what George uh, calls it. Who, oh, RR, well, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah, he also, Ger Martin, he also had you know, someone cut off another man's wiener, <laughs> like you know, he's a wild man. Um, so House of the Dragon finality hat finality finale happened. Um, we haven't talked about it because I wanted to save some takes for here. Uh, EJ, you saw it, right? Yep. All right. So House of Dragon season finale happens. We see 
I guess the continuation of, of the previous episode where now uh, Rhaenerys and Damon get the news of what's going on. And basically, it's time to react. She gets real, you know, real pussy like her, her dad. Like, oh, well, you know, we can't. Let me let me sleep on it. Let me figure it out. You know, our dragons aren't prepped for this. We're not ready for war, blah, 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 blah. You know, Damon's like, all right, time to jump into action. Well, you know, you're supposed to be the queen. I'm the nigga still. Like, I still got to protect us. I almost died earlier in this season, however many years that is. I've seen death, like, fucking around in that in that uh, that original. Like, I'm going to be the decision maker. I'm going to choke your ass out, let you understand and remember who the dominant one is here. And, um, you know, let's figure this out. So he jumps into action. He's trying to make it make it happen. She still takes the pussy route, sends her son off. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. Sends her son off, uh, expecting it to be a safe place. You know, her son gets there, sees Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap chases him around. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the one-eyed monster um, kills her son. And what they make it seem is that Damon found out somehow, brings her the message. She turned around. She went wild. Right? She turns around. She's like, nothing else is my fault. <laughs> right. Right. From what happens from here, you've done it to yourself. <laughs> um, so that was just a quick synopsis of that episode. Uh, to that, you guys feel. How did you feel about that episode? What What do you What are your takes on it? EJ? I mean, we, we, we see the we see the the cause for the for the war. We see the cause for the dance, right? You know, uh almost up until that point, she's still about to possibly consider bending the knee and and giving in to her homegirl and her son. Uh and you know, this this kid, this man child, and his extremely large dragon paws, uh, you know. Are, are, are fucking around here and it was pretty sad you feel bad for the kid you know he went in there to parlay you know what i'm saying like you know <laughs> i'm just gonna do my thing sees a dragon nah i'm not gonna just leave nah i'm cool I'm, i'll be all right and you know we we see that that the dragons are are emotionally still driven and that there's not total control um which was very interesting to see and uh, my man just got ate up, and now shit is on. It got real, you know. Now, now Damon's gonna be like, "See, I told you, I told you, fucked around, and you found out." So here we are, the dancing yeah. dragons. Yeah, it, right. I I thought it was I thought it was done well to a point. Um, you know the whole scene with the dragon storms. I loved seeing storms, in, and that's the first time we've seen it. Um, um, from either even in the original series, we hadn't seen it. That was pretty cool to, to get nasty. to see a new place. Yeah, looks nasty. Brathians and, are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, you know, I right. VP froze. <laughs> this is why you have to have a good internet service provider. <laughs> um, he'll probably pop in with his book readers take, but um. So I think it's it's important to note what you said, EJ. Um, we see that dragons react to the rider's emotions, right? Because we saw the little dragon, which was her son's dragon. I forget his name. 
we saw him feel, you know, the adrenaline going through the kid's, you know, body. And he set it off. He set it off on Fetty Wap and the Big Dragon. You know, hit him with a, a dose of fire. Here, hold this hotness. Right? And um, and then the Big Dragon, even though Fetty Wap was like, not nah, chill, was like, I don't know, like but that I've been aspect a- of it. You know, the whole... I hate this thing so much, yo. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, and then, <laughs> so Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap pops in and... Um, He's like, nah, chill out. And uh they, you know, they took him out, right? So so that ends up happening. We saw we saw that happen. So I thought it, I think it's important to men that you mentioned that that the dragons still have um, you know, that they feel the emotion of the rider. And uh before before I go into to any more of my take, I'll, I'm gonna give it back to the book reader, uh VP. Yeah, so um you know, like visually it was it was good, right? Yeah. But oh, they I- did great with that. Oh, yeah, they did so good with that. The thing that I didn't necessarily care for is that, um, to EJ's point, EJ says, you know, when they bring everything to Rainier, she seems like she's going to bend the knee, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. And even with Allison in episode nine, where she's like, you know, we shouldn't do anything to Rainier. We should send terms. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not how it happens in the books. In the books, like, they both, like, they both on, on ready set from, from the jump. You know what I mean? Like, when when Rhaenyra <laughs> finds out, she's basically like, "It's time. We got to go to war." It's up. I mean, like, yeah. like, hey, like, what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas the show, they made it seem like she's like, oh, "I mean, I gotta try to be peaceful." You know what I mean? The prophecy. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I, that's the part I didn't like. But what the show, the reason the show is doing that is that in the books, uh, George enters. He first introduces um, unreliable narrators, right? So this book is written, it's a history that's written by one of the maesters at the Citadel, right? And it's written almost wholly from the perspective of Septon Eustace, the dude who was putting the oil on Aegon's forehead in episode nine, that's mm-hmm. Septon Eustace. And then this character named Mushroom, who was a court jester to Viserys, they showed him once in the, the wedding episode when they were doing that dance and they were showing the drummers. He was one of those drummers. He's like a, he's like a little person like Tyrion. But he was one of those, they showed him real quick or whatever. He didn't really give me, you know, screen time for talk or anything like that. But that's who Mushroom is. And then Maester Orwell, he gets a couple of parts in there. Maester Orwell is the black Maester, right? Um, so the book is written is written from their perspective, where they're saying, oh, this happened, that happened, da 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 And so we don't necessarily know if everything happened how they said, it could be them. Oh, I didn't like Rhaenyra at this point, so I said do the dupe. I didn't like Allison, so I said do the dupe. So I think that the showrunners are playing with that and saying, well, since this thing is written from unreliable sources, we're going to take some some creative um, um, privilege here mm-hmm. and and make it go the way we think it probably went or whatever. And that's how we get to where where we are here. Because like as an example, when when the whole thing happens with Amon and and Luke, you tell them cut out your eye, da 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 da. In the books, it doesn't go down like that. Luke gets there. Hey, my mom said, remember your oath, blah, blah, blah. Baratheon says he sided with, with the Greens, and he sends Luke away. When Luke leaves, the the um, the um girls who, Baratheon's daughters, because when he got there, the books also say Baratheon lets him choose which daughter he wants to, he wants to marry, right? And it says, <laughs> it says something along the lines of, 
Eamon wanted to taste the nectar. Like he basically wanted to try before he buy. <laughs> so sounds about right. That's my guy. <laughs> so he like goes down the line and basically like tongue kisses all of them to see like which one kisses the best. And that's the winner. Twenty twenty two. You know, he's on his EJ shit. You know what I mean? So um, right. <laughs> so once Luke leaves. Um, the girls say to him, like, isn't that the dude who cut your eye out or whatever? And they're like, what's, damn, Amon, did he cut out your eye or did he cut off your balls? And then Amon gets pissed and he gets on Vagar and goes after Luke. So that's how that whole shit went down in the books, whereas in the show, they made it seem like he was playing and then the dragons got scared and he couldn't control them and then the dragons just did their own thing. You know, you know why? You know why? Why? Because of your fucking pussy-ass society... If he would have been walking down an aisle kissing bitches, they would have been like, oh, how could they portray this in such a way? <laughs> like, that's that's the world we live in today, man. Like, that's that's where we at. Anyway, so let me give you my take. Visually, the shit was amazing. Like, yeah. the, the, the storm, the flying through the storm, the dragons, like, they did amazing with that. Damon, I fucks with him. Damon's my guy. I, I right now from this point on, Damon can do no wrong. He is the Jon Snow of H Hot D. Paul. It's funny you say that, Steve, because the showrunners in interviews they did after the finale, they said they don't understand why fans like Damon so much. And remember, I told you in the books, most of the characters are great. You you like them at some points, you hate them at some points, but they're you know you're kind of always walking that line. Whereas in the show, they've made these characters be one way. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and so it seems like the showrunners are driving us to the point of not liking they're trying to get us to not like Damon, whereas people are like, yo, that's my guy. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know why people like this dude. That's because we you know like the thing we always say, the people that are supposed to be smart, they get paid millions to be smart and understand what people like, they have no fucking clue. Because mm-hmm. these are the same people that haven't interacted with anyone socially in their lives, and they don't know what people like, you know, and yeah. Damon is that dude, even though he's smashing his niece, Damon is that dude that, you know, everybody fucks with. He's the fuck around and find out guy. He's yeah. a dude at the Stepstones. I was like, I'm tired of shit. Let's go. You know, it, I, I, you I like can't that. wait. Scarface I can't, guy. I, I can't wait till the Damon Amon uh, clash. It has to happen. Like, I don't know if it happens in the book. They're going to make it happen in the show. It's going to have to. Because you have some people that are going to hate the Damon side that are going to love Eamon, and you're going to have some people that love a- love Damon and hate Eamon. And that's kind of, yeah. All I'll say is, watch this space. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and I'll also add, if they do it right, it's, it's going to be some good fucking television. <laughs> I think, so, so, that's, so that's the piece, right, for me. I thought this episode was done very well. I don't think it was a finale though. Like I, I feel like when you're talking when you're talking cliffhanger, robbed. yeah, you're talking cliffhanger, that is not a cliffhanger. Like to say, oh, what she's really gonna go mad now. That's not a cliffhanger. Like we know, we know, like we know she's gonna go mad, right? Even if you're not a book reader, you can tell the bitch the woman is gonna go crazy because one, she just she she's already she's mentally disturbed and chained challenged because one, she lost her father, right? Then we see her lose uh, a baby, right? Uh-huh. And now we see her lose her son, who was a bastard in the first place. 
Who? Well, she was right. already getting flack. Still her kid, for, though. <laughs> no, I'm saying kid. she was already. Yeah, still her kid. Right, she but who she was making fight fight over? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. She was she was kind of fighting the world over to say, "Hey, this is my guy." You know what I mean? Either way, it's my son. You call him what you want. Um, so to me, I thought it was a good episode. I thought visually they did an excellent job. I even thought they portrayed Damon, Eamon, all of them excellent. Like they did a great job there. But it wasn't to me. It wasn't a finale, especially not a finale that we have to wait until 2024 to get right. some more. Right? I agree. I totally agree. And and all they had to do is just go to the next thing. Right? That's it. One more episode. The, the, I don't even mean an episode. It could have happened One, in this episode. Twenty more minutes. <laughs> yeah. If, if they gave us 10, 15 more minutes, and then do what happens next after Luke dies, we got a finale. And then everybody's yo. like, yo, it's fucking on. I'm ready for fucking season two now. Let All me they know had to do is just go to the next sequence of events of what of, of, of the response what, to Luke. What normally happens, right. And then boom, we, we ready. So, so let me know homo this right up front. But I now I know what it feels like when a chick is like, go faster, go faster, don't stop, don't stop. And you stop. Like, this is exactly what that... <laughs> and you bust, like... They're like, no, no, don't stop, don't stop. And you're like, ah! You know what I'm saying? This is exactly what that feels like. Because EJ. EJ. I, in no way that when she turned around did I feel like this episode's done. You know what I'm saying? And then it ended, and I was just like, ah. EJ. I was just, I was almost there. <laughs> if, Steve, just... if Steve said, I'm going to no homo this and just say, and then I paused him, and gave you infinity guesses what he was gonna say next. <laughs> How long before it. you get that? That was not it. <laughs> that was not it. I'm telling you, yo. So, so this, I thought they did an amazing, amazing job visually. Like, I love seeing the, the dragons flying through the storm. Like, they killed that. They killed it. Yeah, yeah and to see um, the Baratheon, you know, history, the run, the the you know where they exist. That was like. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we see why this motherfucker was nuts. Like, you know, it's that was pretty dope. That was pretty crazy. This next season, I feel like they need to make it a little bit longer, maybe. Um, but the good thing is, and the same thing we said about the beginning of this one is they're gonna get right to the shits, and it's gonna be even quicker. But my guy Damon, listen, <laughs> he's a G. He's a G. He's the old head. Like yo. You sure you want to take the slow route? All right, all right, bitch. Find out. Fuck around. You're gonna uh, see. Them two we little... got we got more dragons. Yeah, just yeah. don't touch. Don't touch mine. You could touch them two little bastards. <laughs> don't touch mine. That's what Damon was thinking. Yeah. You know. Um, but the other thing that I thought about VP, and I don't want you to spoil anything, but since you've read the book and maybe you know a little bit, um, this what happened to the kid makes me think that it would have some impact to Corliss as well. Cause they have a vested interest now because his daughter loses, you know, her right to whatever would be coming as well. So without spoiling anything, is that anything that we see in the book or am I just yeah. you know, overthinking it? The whole, the whole succession at Driftmark does become a thing um, later and like towards the end of the war. So that might not, that might not be a thing next season. I mean, they could move it up if they want because they're, since they're kind of, you know, doing their own thing with the mm-hmm. with the show, but that that will become a um a point. Okay, okay. 
Listen, man, this this they did a great job with this. I think HBO redeemed themselves um, uh, a little bit, got, uh, slightly. They still got time to fuck it up. Let's. They let's do. They do. Let's no, be clear. But, they just finished let, the season. We'll see how the show finishes. Well, they always they, their endings always suck, Paul. So, you know, the ending of the, to this season was bad, just like you know the ending to a lot of their series. But for the people that were hesitant because of the way Game of Thrones ended. I feel like you can go into this and be like, or you could turn to someone and be like, yo, watch this shit. I know the last, you know, the ending of Game of Thrones suck. Watch this shit. You know, it's it's worth it. Yo, and some like some um like diehard book fans that I've seen, they were like happy with the um remember the scene where when uh when she's having a baby and she tells her son, like, don't let nothing happen until I say, and he goes out and Damon's telling the dude to send those ravens, and the son is like, Did you hear what I said? Like the dude that Damon is telling to um to send the Ravens, that's like I think his name is Lord Bartimus, I believe. But he's the head of, of um House it's either pronounced Celtigar or Celtigar. Cause like people who've been watching the show, you keep hearing the 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 Valerians and the Targaryens keep saying, The last Valerian houses, the last of our kind, da 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 da. But House Celtigar is from Valyria too. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck them guys. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all ain't shit. Don't send the raven, dog. Like we, we it's grown folk talking in here. <laughs> we about to go to war. I got a dragon to fly, nigga. <laughs> oh, and that Listen. that uh that dragon that you see when Damon's like singing and he's like underground or whatever. At that point, he's in a dragon mound because on, on Dragonstone is built like on a volcano, and so when he talked about the dragon mound in the show. Some of the dragons that are like unclaimed that live, they don't have like a dragon pit the way they do at King's Landing. So they basically like live in that volcano or whatever. There's like caves in it and stuff. And um, that dragon that Damon was singing to, that dragon is called uh, Vermithor. Um, that was the dragon. Of I think King's. he said that, didn't he? He he mentioned unclaimed dragon. I don't know if he said the name, but that that dragon specifically was Vermithor. Okay. That's that the biggest King. one, right? No, Vagar is the biggest, but Ve- but Vermithor is up there with Vagar. It's okay. a big one too, but yeah, um, Vermithor is older, right? No, Vagar's older. Vermithor's like not just as old, but like Vagar's like almost two hundred years old. Vagar came over. That was um one of the Aegon the Conquerors. His sister wife Visenya. That was her dragon. So they, but they, but Vagar came over like before that or whatever. Like when the he basically Vagar essentially left old Valyria with the Targaryens before the Doom. Um, but anyway. Vermithor is King Jaehaerys, the guy who, in the prologue in, in episode one, when they do the Great Council, that was his dragon. And then he basically had that dragon until he died. I mean, he stopped riding it once he got old, but, you know, that was his dragon. So now it's an unclaimed dragon. Vagar, and I like the way they did that, too. You could see they actually showed the difference in size with the Vagar um, yeah. eating eating the other joint. Um, yeah. I forget it. I forget it. Even when but... they show the overhead, when they when they sit, they show from below. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like Luke's on like a fucking like you ever see those pictures on social media where they'll show like a kid and their power wheels escalate next to like a real escalate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks super. He looks super small. Now I pause this ahead. <laughs> now I know what <laughs> from one relationship to the next how they feel. Uh... <laughs> Uh, um yeah but they i thought they did a good job man um yeah. I'm, I love I'm excited the table too. i'm excited yeah. yeah i'm excited for it i, I want to see 
what the next episode or next season is going to look like. Hopefully we get the John. I know we do get the John Snow before that. Um, so that might be a holdover, but I hate the fact that we got to wait, you know, a year plus a year and a half plus to, to get it, or at least a year. We know for sure. Cause we ain't getting it in 2023, but yeah. they better make it's, that it's shit better be fire. <laughs> that motherfucker better be fire. Yeah. Um, fire. Fire. You guys been watching anything else? Uh, I've been watching uh, American Gigolo. No, what the hell is the name of it? I've been uh, watching the Lakers get that ass beat. Back in your series for EJ. N- nah, it's it's the it's the uh, right. <laughs> it's the show that uh, John Barathol. Nah, John Barathol has on. Uh, oh yes, Showtime, yes, yes. Which is it's pretty fucked up. Um, I think it's Amer- I think it's American Gigolo. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, that it's it's you know classic. Uh, crime noir type deal uh, on Showtime, pretty good. And Raising Canaan just uh, Raising Canaan just concluded the second season climactically. Um, that to me, out of all of the Powers shows, is the best one. It's the most realistic. It's the best acting. It's just it's just dope, man. And uh, they finished that season. So I already told been, you why. I've been watching that. Mm-hmm. I already told you why. Why what? Why this nigga loves Canaan, raising Canaan. Why? Oh, why? Because his fucking life story just about. <laughs> oh, Bes- like, besides, I mean, I haven't watched the second episode or the second season or anything, but I mean, EJ, he, he, it's just like you can associate yourself with certain stuff. Um, You can, so... Yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail, <laughs> but Terrible. yeah, that's why he loves it. But I, I heard it's good. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna check it out. No, nah, it, it 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 it's good. It's good. It stuff. is. It is called American Gigolo. Yeah, yeah, and and Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell steals the show in that. Oh, she's know, in it. Yeah, she's you know still floss. She flosses her acting chops in that really well. Rosie, man. Yeah, she's a hell of an actor, man. Always has been. I think I've liked her ever since um uh there's no crying in baseball. Um when League uh, of Their Own. League of Their Own, yeah. 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 She flosses her chops in that and uh it's it's a pretty wild fucking story. and uh, little crime, you know, thing. I don't know how how they gonna stretch it out, you know, further, but you know, it, it's cool. I saw the Black Adam movie. Um I need to watch it again, honestly. But I've heard it, good. I've heard good things. It's entertaining. I don't know that y'all would like it. Um, I seen somebody say it should be the um, the Black Air Force One, Adam, because <laughs> the rock gets straight to the shits. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 decent. Um, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I like I like what it means to the overall direction that DC can go. I like that part of it, but um, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I need to watch it again. But yeah, but Black Panther's on the way, so that's cool too. Mm. Yeah, they are yeah, forcing that for down. They're forcing that down our throats. Pause. Every every time I turn on the TV, it's a Black Panther uh, commercial. Yeah, lids. I was in lids just the other day, yesterday rather, and they were putting out these Black Panther hats. I was like, oh my god. I I think part of the reason they're doing that, though, Steve, is kind of like something that we've been talking about. You know the last couple of movies 
right? Like they haven't really since Endgame. It's been a bunch of flops, in my opinion. You know, mm. whether it's a, uh, uh, I was gonna say Avengers, but the 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 people from Space Eternals. You know, a lot of the shit that's on streaming isn't good. Moon Knight yeah. and and She Hulk and all that, like, you know. So I think they're they're I think they're looking for Black Panther to like reset the table. You know what I'm saying? And and um, you know, hopefully it's good, but you know. We'll see, but that, that's know. Marvel for you, though. That's the you know Disney and that machine. They promote the shit out of shit. Um, but you know, like I've said to you guys, I've been vocal about this for a long time. Um, even with the series and everything else, I don't know what they're doing, and I know that you know everybody believes in Feige and you know he's genius and all of that shit. But some of the shit just you know I don't even know how they're gonna go into this movie. You know, explaining Chadwick and, and, and t- explaining to Chala being gone and the direction they're going to go. I really don't know. And introducing Namor right now, you know, I think he finally got his rights and all of that good stuff is cool. Um, and you're seeing the mutant wave come along. But, you know, they're, they're anticipating that everybody's going to stay along for this ride for the next five years because you're really not going to see shit jump off until the next five years. And I, I just think that's a lot to play with fans, you know. It's a lot. Like people want stuff now, you know. That's a I mean, lot. They'll probably do something. You know, it'll be uh, they're probably obviously going to do like something like a news report or something like that that kind of tells us, you know, this is what happened. They'll probably make it something. I mean, it, you know, it'll probably be like in battle or some kind. You know, they're not going to just let it. It's going to be weird. Make it, I don't think they're going to make it something gruesome or something like that. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure we're going to open with the with the whole, you know, death kind of thing you know and yeah. what i what given the people that's involved i i i got faith in in you know in i know feige's still in charge overall but i think that um a lot of leeway was given to kugler to kind of do his thing and i would imagine with the success of the first one he earned the right to continue to do so and so i, I think you know he's going to treat it right you know what i mean Especially given, especially given, I, I feel like unlike the rest of the Marvel movies, Black Panther is different within the MCU because of what it means to Black people specifically, and somebody like Ryan Coogler understands that. You know what I mean? And it's why, you know, it's small things, small decisions that he made to where people at Disney and maybe Feige doesn't understand this, but to us, to the community we see it and we appreciate it and and one thing i'm talking about specifically is like with the hair he told them all the black actors had to have natural hair like that is we're not even discussing it you know what i mean and so we go to watch that film and while to the people on set like meaning like the the people who are behind the camera you know people who do makeup or whatever the fuck they probably don't care about that shit. this is just the next gig for them you know what I mean? People oh, like he, us. He had black go, people. He had black people. No, no, doing I, I get it, that. Right? But I'm just saying, like, like industry people. People. I'm just saying, industry people in general, whether they were on set or not, they probably see that and it's like, oh, look, he did that. Whereas we see that, like, yo, I see you, dog. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. and so that's why I feel like this this film will will get treated the way it needs to be treated because Google are still involved with it. The only thing about that though is. You know, there are certain instances where a director, a director can do all they can do. But if the studio interferes, 
you know, and even even if we feel like they're giving giving them autonomy, it still could be, you know, we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It still could be those instances where where they ruin it somehow. But mm-hmm. I, I get it, I get it, and I, I want the best for it. But I'm I'm skeptical. I mean, you're absolutely right. We've seen DC movies, so you know we know that's the thing. <laughs> that's what happened in the Justice League joints. Yeah, with with uh, yeah. uh Snyder. Zack, Zack Snyder is literally what happened. Literally. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see like to EJ's point. I want to see how they're gonna tie in. No more actual Black Panther, right? Or no more T'Challa, if you will. Um, and um, and then go from there. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really really interesting watching this. But there there's some ground to be made up from a Marvel standpoint um, overall. And because it's you know we talk about it all the time, and even me personally, I like the visual stuff, just like we talked about with House of Dragons. But still, at some point, you start to look for a little bit more, a little bit story, a little bit of like, like they fucked up Thor. Like, don't like you fucked Thor up. You fucked Thor up big time. So you got to come back from that um, and and be tough, like to the point where people didn't want to even didn't want to see Thor based on, you know, the first week's, um, uh, you know, not just the numbers, but also uh, the critics, right? Mm-hmm. So the reviews. So it's in, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Black Panther, see what they do other, otherwise. Um, but yeah, American Gigolo is something I want to watch. VP, you've been watching anything different other than your norm? Didn't um, Succession just end? No, no. That's getting ready to come back. Oh, it's coming back. Damn. Yeah, they just put, they just put the trailer out. Um, um, Rome is my guy, man. That's my dude. Yeah. That show is crazy, man. I can't, I can't wait for this season, man. I gotta catch up. Um, and then White Lotus starts tonight. Oh um, yes, I'm watching. Definitely, that. definitely gonna be I, on that. Uh, I like. I don't know if you caught in the preview that they they moved it. I think that's gonna make it doper instead of like trying to bring it back to Hawaii, same crew like this. So basically, they had a White Lotus in Italy or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, and, so yeah, and Christopher Montesanti is in it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So um, I don't so, know. Yeah, There's nothing else but Chris. Right. <laughs> right. So I can't wait for that tonight. And then also um, the show I watched called Avenue Five on on uh, HBO. That's the one I told you is about. Uh, like the people are like on a cruise, but it's a space cruise, and they get knocked off course. So they were supposed to like go to Saturn and come back, kind of like you go on a cruise ship, go to Bahamas, come back. And uh, so they're supposed to go to Saturn and come back. It's supposed to take like eight weeks or something like that, and the, the ship gets knocked off course. And just because of how space works, you know they got knocked off course by like a centimeter or something like that. And it makes their trip instead of be eight weeks, it's going to be three years or whatever. Oh, so season, season two of that just started. So uh, I've been watching that. And then um, I peeped the documentary. They had, a, they had a documentary about the first year of the Biden administration. The HBO usually does this with each administration. So I watched that and uh, it was kind of interesting kind of seeing them talk about like some of the nitty gritty when, um, when COVID was going down and that kind of thing like that. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I haven't really been, you know, normal shit. Other than that, I haven't watched much of anything. Um, I, I, you know, it's flu season and sick season. So, um, one thing I will say is I got to get back into wearing my mask. Um, <laughs> you know, just here and there, just not because of COVID, just because I don't want, I don't want to get sick. But um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I haven't been watching much of shit except for um, I watched um the world, not the World Series, but I watched uh, ALCS. And I want to say fuck the Yankees um, right now. Um, should have never got rid of. Should have never got rid of Joe Girardi. 
I'm a disgruntled, angry Yankee fan, and I agree with you. Uh, Aaron Boone is a terrible manager, uh, and we're probably going to lose Aaron Judge. But uh, if if any way Aaron Judge is able to hear this, which I extremely doubt, please come back. <laughs> we, we want you. Um, but if not, eight years, man, we appreciate him. We appreciate what he gave us and all of that. And, you know, from farm time till now. So whatever we can get from him. Um, World Series, let's go Phillies. Uh, I hate Philly fans, but uh, I, I hate the Astros more. So, unfortunately, I got to be a Philly a Phillies fan through this. It's 1-1 one, one right I hate now. both these teams. Hate them both. I hope they both yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah, if it's possible, figure it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't really had a chance to dial into anything new on TV. I've been trying to catch up on. I've been trying. I started Succession. I told you that VP, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what I'm dedicating my my little bit of TV or my TV time when I have time to watch to um, to try and catch up. So there's that, and then of course football. Um, the Dolphins won, so VP is back with us. <laughs> I know I know the world is like, oh, what? who's this new guy? No, he's not new. He's been here before, but you know, he just doesn't show up when his teams are losing. So oh, um, now that the Dolphins Tagovailoa Tiger was out, this man was uh MIA literally. Yeah. If if yeah, you we... like if you like him being here, you got to hope the Dolphins win this week. So. <laughs> yeah, we was hurting, man, but you know, QB one's back. You know, the everything is right in the world, you know. Um, I know. Not not all teams can win with a QB two. There's only it takes a certain we had, we had pedigree. QB, yeah, QB three out there. <laughs> it takes a certain it takes a certain pedigree to be next man up. You can only learn that in places like Dallas. <laughs> but, um, um, but nah, man, it's 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 crazy right now, man, with football. Like it's like all of the like all the preseason predictions, you know, are are in the shitter. You know what I mean? Like all the shitty oh, AFC, teams are AFC doing West, good. West, it's gonna be a juggernaut. Oh my god! And then you watch Denver, and it's like the fuck. Yeah. Well, they you just know? won. By the way, they just beat Jacksonville in London. You know, it's crazy. Um, like my brother, when the season started, he was like, "Yo, I think Denver made a mistake giving Russell Wilson all that money." I'm like, "No, are you kidding? What? You know?" And I, I mean, I'm going like, "Like, dog, look at this. Look, you know, boop, boop, boop. And then the season started. I'm like, "I wasn't. I, I've never been a fan of Russell Wilson. I think I've said that." A thousand and one times to me, he's overrated. Um, and when you go back to Seattle, and we always talk about that play call at the goal line, right? But no one ever talks about how that was a shitty fucking throw. The man was press coverage on the goal line. Why the fuck would you throw that? Bad decision. I, it day, shouldn't have been thrown. It, it shouldn't have been, thrown, been called. But that was a stupid ass throw. And I just, you know, even when you go back and you look at his highlights, you know, I think the reason we didn't really we gave him a lot of credit because he had receivers like Lockett and these guys, right, that on paper you never really hailed as this great receiver. But when you look at a lot of his highlight plays, them dudes was making a lot of good shit happen for him. And that defense was phenomenal. Marshawn Lynch was phenomenal. You put him now, Russ, man. You put him now in a situation where he's got some receivers, he's got a defense, he should be fucking balling. I fuck with Russ, man. I know y'all niggas, uh, I like and, and I know I know VP likes him. You know, it's it's just like Future um, and Bow Wow. Like you know, Sierra got that. She got that fire. 
You can holler at him if you want to come on. She, you know, she got that fire. And so Russ, you know, Russ got into his bag where he wanted to be showing his, his, you know, he's never been a guy when he was in Seattle before her, never the guy that had to show his fits and be like, oh, check out my black Tom Ford outfit. You know what I'm saying? That so was never Russ. That was never Russ. He got so into this relationship. He made their second baby. You know, he made their baby, whatever. And now he's he's that, right? He's always been a good stepdad to his you know to to future's kid but you know now he has to be a father and stuff too but now you're seeing him different like you're seeing him be aware of you know designers and stuff that he's wearing and that's not russ right it was always the grind and there it was um kevin hart was on drink champs and and he said one thing that that i really loved and uh i've been trying to stick with it is um you you can't cheat or you can't skip the hard work you can't skip the hard work, right, if you're looking at success. And Russell Wilson has always been that guy. You always heard how hard of a worker he was. First guy in, first guy out. Tom Brady, first guy in, first guy out. Peyton Manning, first guy in, first guy out, right? Last These guy. types yeah. – last guy. I'm sorry, last guy. These types of guys, right, <laughs> you know, LeBron, you know, the LeBrons, the Jordans, the KDs, the Stephs, those are – that's the thing, right? And, and we stopped hearing that about Russ, and maybe it's just because people stopped talking about it, but – we stopped hearing it, and we started to see his game go down. Um, and so now, same thing in, in Denver. You're not hearing it. like these, these, And you're seeing, you know, the, the receivers are disgruntled. They're frustrated. We'll see, man. He, they won today. They pulled out a game against, um, against the Jags in London, and Russ is coming off of that injury. He's got to get back to being the Russell Wilson that, that stole the job up there. You know what I mean? Because if we really want to be serious – he was supposed to be behind Matt Moore, and he came out, he grinded his ass off, stole a job, and became Russell Wilson and won Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested. Again, I, I don't, I never felt like he was a guy that goes out and wins you the game. That was my thing. I never saw him as a guy that goes out and wins you the game. He's always done what he's needed to do to win, um, but I never felt like he was a Tom Brady-esque person that you know, fourth quarter, they got the ball. We're gonna actually come back. Put it on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I never had him as that guy. No, he's. Not, I don't think he's ever really. And and to be fair, right? It's the same thing with LeBron. I I I can't say I've ever called Russell Wilson clutch, but I also give LeBron a hard time about being clutch too. But the definition of clutch for me is probably different from you know the rest of the world. You know. And same thing with you, EJ. I think what you're talking about is that clutch factor, and at least what my definition is, is Russell Wilson, a minute and a half left, right? Aaron Rodgers, you give him that, he's scoring. Yeah, he's, he's Pat Mahomes. Score. Yeah, it might maybe twice. Pat Mahomes, give him that, he's scoring. You know, stuff like that, right? But Russ did – he made some plays. You know, when you talk about clutch, it's not just that. It's also the third and 13s where he uses his legs. You know what I mean? And he actually picks up 15 yards. And, you know, the the fourth down and one, fourth down and threes where he drops back, shit's covered, he has to scramble because a blitz comes, right? So while I, while I agree with you, he's not. He's definitely not that guy, that last drive guy. He's always been able to make the play when it was necessary. Um, and he's got to get back to that. Like he, he just has to, he's got to get back to it. He's got a great defense again. He's got to use the personnel he has. And, um, I think they'll be fine. Cause that division is, is, is running a little bit slow besides KC. Um, 
But the AFC is pretty packed. So AFC I mean, is tough. AFC East right now, you got what three teams over five hundred? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, two play today, right? New uh, each other, New Jersey, the Jets and, and New England. Uh, Miami is going to play uh, Detroit, Detroit, which is a trap game. We learned that last week from the Cowboys. They they were playing down to their to their um, level competition, and mm-hmm. they you know they ended up winning, and the the score was much larger than what the game was. But mm-hmm. Detroit is a trap game. They put up twenty seven on Philly, like. That's a team where if you if you downplay and they're going to be healthy, they got DeAndre back, uh, DeAndre Swift back this week. I'm on St. Brown. That's yeah. not a write off for Miami, man. That's going right. to be a that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, and and the thing for us, man, that you know we got to go one game at a time. But if we can fuck around and come out of these next three games, which is the lighter part of our schedule, which is Lions today. Bears next week, and then the Browns the following week. If we can go three and zero the next three weeks, going into the bye to get healthy, that man that that would be so clutch for us, yo. That it would be so huge. So you know, we'll see what happens, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a game you guys could win and should win, right? I think I think you guys could you should win that by three. I don't think it's a huge margin because they're at home and they're healthy. Jets, um, Jets in New England. EJ, I feel like the Jets, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, this is going to be a, a route, an easy win. But you got Belichick on that other side and you guys don't have Brees Hall. So I'm really interested to see how the Jets are going to tackle um, that New England gonna, defense. People think we're going to beat them handily? Who's that? Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of posts. Fucking, lost to them 12 fucking times in a row. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are, you know, New England looks like shit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they they, the, rebound, the they rebounded. Back. They rebounded last week, and you know, again, we Zach Wilson is is the key. You know, he hasn't, other than the Pittsburgh game, other than some flashes in Miami, he hasn't really played well. Um, I actually I don't, don't think I don't think Zach Wilson's the key. I think the key is um, Mac Jones. He's starting today, and that dude fucking sucks. Yeah. And y'all defense is better, and so. Yeah. But you the know. thing is, the defense can't, you you know, we can't rely on the defense to keep. Because the, the other problem is, and this is why I have an issue with our coaching staff, you know, we have a defensive coach and then we have a decent, decent defensive coordinator that I like. But he starts to do, he's one of those guys like, all right, we playing press coverage. I'm sending corner blitzes. We take out, uh, we take out Bridgewater. Great. Now fucking Skyler comes in. Ah, let me give him seven yards cushion. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, it just it's like he has these moments in every game where he, he has a great first two drives and then he's like, ah, let me switch this shit up. And it just it just doesn't work. And I think the thing about New England, they're great at exposing what other teams don't do well, especially novice coaches. And I'm really afraid of today. I'm really afraid of how Zach is going to look. Um, I, I don't think LaFleur has been doing a great job and we've been lucky that Brees Hall was as special as he was, you know, uh, and we have a fucking makeshift offensive line. We don't have uh, Elijah Vera Tucker for the season. He's done. And that guy was our star rookie. Well, not rookie, but second year star right guard, then moved to tackle and then did everything else. So we're playing with a fucking piecemeal fucking team right now. You know, we've been hit with injuries pretty hard and it's going to be tough, man. I, I'm not, I'm not at all happy about this game. 
Cowboys get uh, Chicago at home. Um, there's no Zeke today. Dak is back. Dak did not look great last week. He looked like a guy that was off for for five weeks, which he was. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. Tua, in Tua playing with Tua, so I think Dak yeah. bounces back this week. The only, the only, the thing that I think helps us is that Chicago traded two of their defensive players this week. Um, so In your 20, defense. Well, of course. I mean, aside from that, yeah. I mean, that's a no given. <laughs> that's like you know, um, you know, the defense is there, you know. But we did lose um, uh, Lewis, Jordan Lewis, for the year for the season. So uh-huh. Liz Frank. So that's tough. That's a loss in the secondary, but. Ultimately, right, the pass rush is there for now. They look good. Chicago, you know, we can we should be able to contain Jordan, uh, Justin Fields. They don't have receivers, and they traded two of their defensive, uh, their front line. So I really feel like Tony Pollard can make a difference today, even with, with Zeke out. And, um, you know, uh, that, that again, but it could be a trap game. But being at home, I'm, I'm confident there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. It's about time that uh, people are realizing that, uh, you know, Devontae Adams was that guy. Very similar to, you know, New England fans realize, realizing Tom. that Brady was that guy that first year. Um, but but Green Bay is going into Buffalo tonight, which is going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to be. Should be Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this on the Aaron Rodgers Adams thing, right? Are are when we say you know he's realizing Devontae Adams was that guy, are we talking like a like a like a T.O. Jeff Garcia that guy situation, or is Rogers somewhat better and just was aided because Adams was that guy? No, 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 no. I'm not. I don't want to take away the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, very good, great quarterback. He's an mm-hmm. all-time great, mm-hmm. but. But he was so fucking cocky, super duper, like, you know, like, uh, let me put it into perspective. Tom Brady, let me, or let me, let me rewind that. He went in there and he fought for Randall Cobb. He should have been in there fighting for Devontae Adams. <laughs> that's what he, that's who he should have been fighting for. You know what I'm saying? Same type of thing, Tom Brady with, you know, you know, New England is notorious for getting rid of people, but he fought for the people that he really wanted. And, and, you know, the, um, he let Wes Welker go, but he kept Julian Edelman, right? And that's the Gronks. You know, those are the guys that helped win. And as, the, you know, the franchise guy, franchise quarterback, you got to go have those conversations. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers was so cocky and he's so me, me, me that he, I don't think he went in and was like, hey, we got to get Devontae back. He probably was like, yeah, I can make it happen with whoever. Well, in his defense, plug, plug he play. Play. well, no, in his defense, he was upset initially that they weren't giving him any receivers remember he was pissed off he was threatening to walk away i don't personally understand why the fuck he stayed maybe because of the market and and what was out there i don't see how if i was him i don't see how he didn't make a play to go to san francisco i don't see how he didn't do it you know like san francisco was in a qb flux they could have sent back fields. They could have sent Garoppolo. They could have done whatever they wanted to do. Granted, it's in the NFC, so Green Bay knows what if they make San Francisco better, it's going to ultimately fuck them over. So AFC-wise, I don't know that there's anywhere he could have gone. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was threatening to leave. I don't see why the fuck he stayed. They didn't do anything for him in the war room receiver-wise. They let Devontae go. 
you know, and they, they drafted the rookie out of North Dakota State. Dobbs. And they didn't get anyone else. They didn't do anything else for this kid, this guy. So I don't I don't know why he even stuck around um, at the end. I mean, he could still go, I believe, next year. But, you know, kind of crazy uh, where he would go. I don't know. That's that's yeah. the other question. That's the real question of the day. Where would he land? You know, who's that? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, he's in the contract now. They'd have to trade him and they're not going to trade him. I think I think he can leave. Someone said he could leave next year. I don't know why. I can't remember. Someone yeah. said that, but I don't know. But he's he's old. He's gonna get older, right? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's cocky. He's a piece of shit. You know, it's one thing to be it's it's one thing to be cocky and 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 make it happen, right? It's another thing to be copy cocky and not. You know, I get it. He's great, but I always hear people take Aaron Rodgers and put him at the top of the list in the top you know, three to five quarterbacks, you know, top six, seven quarterbacks of all time, which is crazy. And this guy has won Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You hate him. I think it's, I think it's the MVP, so that's why they do it. Yeah. Well, Steve hates him. You can, you can, it's just like the same thing. Like we said, when Chris Bosch left to was, was it in Toronto when he left and went to now, granted he made a difference in Miami. He was a good player in Miami, but he was the guy in Toronto, and he was averaging excessive numbers in Toronto because he was the only guy. Aaron Rodgers, same, similarly, right? You're the quarterback, and all you do is throw. You never run the ball. You, you know what I'm saying? You, first down and one on the goal line, and you're throwing a fade. You sh- you should get MVP. That's that's the type of game he plays. But anyway, they're gonna they should um they should lose today. They got Buffalo. Um, the only other notable game, I think, uh, for us to maybe chat about, um, since we're getting long pause is, um, the Rams and San Fran. And I think it's, it's notable because the Rams seem to be in a Super Bowl slump. San Fran went out and got Christian McCaffrey last week and then got their boot smoked <laughs> with Christian McCaffrey. Um, so that's a 425 game. It's a divisional game. How do you guys feel about that one? 49ers. Rams is Matthew Stafford is who I always said he is. Shits the bed. He, he's he's when you had Megatron for nine years. He's receiver dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, uh Allen Robinson, I think, got off last week, but you know, yeah, I mean, this guy, you're talking about somebody who's had Allen Rock, um, Megatron for majority of his career, goes to L.A., they have a bunch of weapons, great defense, and he capitalizes. Now when you actually got to fucking play, who are you going to be? And he's looked fucking terrible. Terrible. I'm yeah. giving San Fran a nod here. Yeah. Yep. Um... Tampa Bay lost. Tampa Bay lost on Thursday, and uh, Tom Brady Tom, doesn't look good at all. Tom Brady, Sans Vaj, is looking like a guy, you know, lost out there. Um, Giselle, you know, Giselle. We'll we'll see. Now that he's, they, you know, after that happened, the next day he came out. Friday, put out a statement. It's finalized. It's done. Um, so do you think there's going to be any difference now that that's done? You think he, he'll be refocused on the game VP or you think, you know, we're just seeing the demise? I think, um, 
I don't, it's tough, man, because I'm not a hundred percent sold that the 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 bad play was just because of what was happening in the personal relationship. You know what I mean? I mean, at you know, at some point, man, like you're 45 years old. It's you know what I mean? Like right. you're 45 years old playing against a bunch of 20 year olds. You know, you're you're way past your prime playing against people who are in the peak of their prime. You know. So I don't know, man, but I did want to ask you guys, um, I wish EJ was, was still here for, for this question. Mike Florio said that he's hearing from NFL executives that the working theory on what happened between, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened between uh, Brady and Giselle is that when the league handed down the punishment for the Dolphins, Right. This is when Giselle was finding out about Brady's like flirtation with going to Miami. So apparently they, they're saying that she was under the impression when he retired, he was retiring like for real. You know what I mean? So they can spend the rest of their life together when apparently he was retiring to engineer this whole thing on him getting on the Dolphins. And she didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I was like, I mean, it's a theory. I don't know. You know, a lot of these people run in the same circles, you know, so they could be friends and heard some shit. I mean, it also kind of, you know, it, it, like when, when you're hearing the stories about her giving him ultimatum, like either retire or we're done, you know, and, and, and that, you know what I mean? It kind of, it kind of makes sense, but I don't, but again, it's just a theory, you know? She, it sounds like she went all out, uh, uh, Daenerys on him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're gonna bend the knee, and he was like, "I'm trying to make us better." He trying to hit that, <laughs> you know. He trying to get to the Billies. You know, I mean, we know athletes, right? Athletes, it's hard for them to step away from the game as it is, right? And and now you're talking about stepping away, and then completely being like a Joe Montana, right? Like mm-hmm. we rarely, rarely ever see Joe Montana. We see these other guys, you know. But like a Joe Montana, you don't even see this guy like on Pro Bowl weekends and, you know, Super Bowl but, weekends. But Brady had the Fox deal already lined up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's different, man. It's like Derek Jeter. You know what I mean? Derek Jeter mm-hmm. left the Yankees. He could have went in, off into the sunset, been an announcer or whatever. But, you know. He decided to come fuck up my team. <laughs> well, maybe he didn't. He might have helped John. <laughs> Shit, look at uh, look what Stanton has done for the Yankees. <laughs> All that damn money, just big for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, but you you know what? It's I don't know, man. When I when I've had this, I had this conversation at work, and and it's I think it's selfish on both parts. I think Brady's more selfish than she. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, she put her career on hold. They had kids. She's been raising the kids and all of that, right? So he's super selfish. Her basically saying, yo, you're 45, my my dude. Your your kids are at an age now where you need to spend some time with, like, you got to be your right. father. You're missing their lives. You know, all their firsts are coming. You know, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. All their midlife firsts are coming, you know, mm-hmm. or early, you know, second life versus, like, the walking and stuff like that. Um. Plus, from what they say, this guy never takes a break. Like in the offseason, like LeBron, you get a week or two 
and then they're back to work for the next week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for her, it's like, yo, I, I put my career on hold. I'm raising these kids. Like we moved to Tampa. You won. It's not like you came to Tampa and lost. You came to Tampa and won. Like, hang it up, man. It's time yeah. to be a family. And you can get hurt. Like, understand, you're getting hit now. In some of these games, you got sacked, like, the first week one against Cowboys. Sacked five times. Mm-hmm. Brady, Brady being sacked five times, unheard of in the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same this week, this past week, he got sacked multiple times, hit, knocked down. 45, dude. Like, your body's going to only hold up for so long, regardless if you're eating, you know, fruits and fucking berries. <laughs> you right. know? Like eventually, you 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 may not be so lucky, and I think that's her concern. But on on you know on on the flip side, I think it's selfish for her to say mid season after she knows he already committed to say I'm going to give you this one last chance. If you if you quit today, then we can we can work this out. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I think that's when you think about from a sports mind, like I can't quit on my team, especially we losing right now. Right. You know, if he was any other sucker, he it's an easy way to get out of it. Oh, I'm doing this for my family, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then this season goes under, it goes washed. You know, he walks away from a shitty team, walks away from a shitty season, really mm-hmm. doesn't tarnish his legacy. But, you know, he's a he's a winner's winner. He wants to win. And I think he, you know, he's like, yo, I can't, I can't quit on these guys today. You know, um, I gave him, you know, I gave him whatever commitment. In the end, he loses his family. Yeah. Right, which is tough. That's 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 tough, man. I don't know. I don't know that there's much in this world today that would make me be okay with losing my family. Right. You know. Follow follow up question. Do we spot Pete Davidson in Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> no. Giselle don't like Tampa. <laughs> so we might spot Pete Davidson and Callie when she go back out there and start looking at her modeling gigs. <laughs> but yeah, Pete Davidson, man, he just be knocking them down. Like it's time to time to punch the clock. <laughs> I told y'all, I told y'all when he got with get Kim to work. K. I told y'all when he got with Kim K that, you know, he was winning because uh not only of course is it Kim K, but look, they broke up. This guy's in all types of commercials now. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed seeing his face yeah. in commercials? I'm like, yo, this is a Saturday Night Live guy. Mm-hmm. What is he doing promoting shit? Like, that's yep. not, you know, he did um, he did a New Year's Eve thing in Miami. That he probably wouldn't have had pr- prior to her. Miley Cyrus wasn't calling for no Pete Davidson to be her co-host. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So this guy made out. He made out. But, you know, he's also mentally fucked, right? And from what Kanye said... You know, of course, Kanye's fucked too, but, you know, Kanye said that he was in all types of counseling, and that was confirmed by some people. Um Who, Pete? Pete. Oh, yeah, he talks about his shit openly. He said um, he got fucked up when his, um, you know, his dad was a firefighter. He died at the World Trade Center, 9-11. Mm. And he was like, that shit's fucked him up. And, like, he was heavy on drugs and shit like that. But he says he goes to counseling, he takes medication. So, like, he's, he's very open. Like, I don't know if you remember that one video. When um he posted, I think it was like on his Twitter or his IG or something, and he that's like when Kanye was calling him uh, Skeet or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, bro," he was like, "I've been there. I'm telling you, you know, if you get some help, it's gonna change your life. It's, it's it was so good for me. I know it'll be good for you." You like he was like on some real shit, like just you know, like I'll go with you. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like so, but he's open about his his uh, mental health challenges and shit. He talked about yeah. um. 
after the whole shit happened with him and uh, uh what's her name? Uh, uh, Ariana. Ariana? Gande. Yeah, Ariana Gandhi. He was talking about like he wanted to commit suicide and shit, and he was like he had to go back to counseling and shit like that or whatever. So yeah, he's very well, he's very open about his mental health shit. That's because um. Ariana got that warm apple pie. She did that shit to Mac Miller too. <laughs> Rest in peace to Mac Miller. But he was he went on a, a wild drug fit too after Ariana. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and Big Sean. Like these, you know, like <laughs> Ariana built different. Like I think, you know, <laughs> God God made her, he was like, no titties, no ass. <laughs> but we're gonna give you that sparkle right here. <laughs> Oh my god! You look at her two K ratings. She's a one hundred in the in the spot spot <laughs> for real, cause she got him. Um, but yeah, Pete, Pete, Pete Davidson, man, he's a, he's a wild boy. Um, shit, man. Uh, I think that was I think that was it. I mean, I know there's a lot more that's going on, but shit, we over two hours and football's kicking off. So yeah. Um. All right, man. Well, I think that's that's good for today. Happy Halloween to those uh, out there celebrating and doing the trick or treating. Um, those uh, be sure to post your outfits um, oh. on Instagram. Um, more so if they should be on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna hand it off to VP to uh, to get us a body. Hey everybody, we definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with us today on another on the, another episode of the Casper Podcast. Um, before I get us out of here, let me send a congratulations out to my son. Uh, his bowling team won the uh, district championship last week, and uh, this week they got a state tournament. So I'm wishing them luck there. And shout out to the girls' bowling team as well. They both won uh, districts, uh, boys and girls' side. Um, um, you know, so couldn't be happier for them going out on top this year. And uh, good luck at state. Uh, but yeah, like we've always said, man, uh, each week, you know, make that phone call, send a text message, reach out to somebody, you know, let them know you're thinking about them. I'm pretty sure they'll appreciate it. You'll feel good about it too. Uh, you can find us on all podcasting platforms. Just search Castworthy. You can also find any of our social media by searching at Castworthy on Instagram. However, it's at Castworthy underscore podcast. While you're there, don't forget to leave us a comment, a like, a share, subscribe, follow, tell a friend, tell a friend help us grow the audience we definitely would appreciate it for the folks who listened live and commented in the chat we definitely appreciate taking some time out to sunday morning slash afternoon to rock with us and for those who listen when the episode is posted we appreciate you taking that time as well until then we will see you guys on the next episode take care of yourself don't forget to get your ass out and vote and we will see you next week with a fresh episode of the cast for the podcast we out we love you peace Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.